Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, Yoshi girl? DJ Kiggy. And this is Dirty Chris. And this is the Scratch Theory of Texas Podcast. <laughs> is going on y'all it's your girl dj kick it and dirty chris and this is the scratch theory of tejas podcast episode number number three yeah. man we gotta get a clap for that let's, let's... nope bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait wait nope oh there it is there okay we go, there, there we, we go, go. We, we gotta clap for that we gotta clap for that. new buttons yeah I man. This. <laughs> nah. yes that's what it is yeah man so so chris man talk to me man how was how was your weekend oh man i had a great great weekend uh i dj'd this weekend at moonlight with okay. uh our producer for today hey. dj rle in the house beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretending there's producer buttons back here yeah <laughs> i actually have them over here <laughs> yeah, you got them you got them but uh no we had a, a lot of fun uh okay. we did a latin night slash hip-hop night uh but it was freaking hot man. man it was hot i was literally grabbing ice from the beer tub girl going all over my pelona and shit and it Hell was still no. fucking hot no how's yours how's yours man mine was really good i just got back in uh yesterday from houston shout out to wepa party houston shout out to agbat dj roses man they invited me out there to play um originally i was going over there to go see joe scott right i love 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 joe scott have been following her since day one and so we were out there but yeah man got the invite to go play and it was a, a wild party so shout out to houston Hell texas yeah. shout out to wepa shout out to houston hat right here houston hat hey shout out to <laughs> h town shout out to my best friend too man you one thing i always say man especially in this industry you got to have a circle with you or even if it's just one person in that circle yeah. that's Always your ride of diamond. So shout out to my best friend in Houston. Yeah. But without further ado, y'all, we have a very, very, very special guest, personal friend of ours, personal friend of the podcast. We've got the one and only Diggy Dutch, y'all. I'll make some noise for hey. one time. Uh, pictures, pictures, Dang, pictures. It's all right. They owed me a favor. That's how I got on here. <laughs> yeah, man. What's going on, Diggy? What's going it's on? The only way I can get on. Oh, good, man. <laughs> Nah, uh, been busy weekend, always busy. Uh, I do a bunch of shows a week. So this, this week's been, been in particularly tough just because of the heat that came into Texas. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. Oh, man. I, I really feel- wonder how people from California are doing. Y'all all right? Because we try to <laughs> tell y'all, don't okay. come over here. Check in, Kelly. Check in. Yeah, y'all doing okay? Yeah, I hope they're okay. They're on life support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Me and Dicky were actually just saying, like, how do other cities do this? Like, with yeah, this we heat? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I because I wonder, like, I guess other states too, per se, but like how bad we get the heat, especially yeah. just down here in the south. Yeah. Florida yeah. might get it, you know, and things like that, but just the humidity that's out here is just horrible. It's, it's I, crazy. I did a pool gig at the uh, at the proper hotel on mm-hmm. Sunday. It's a new one for me, a new residency until later. Oh, congratulations! Day. Thank you. Yeah, it's super cool, super nice. If it, <laughs> it feels it, it's it. Don't take this the wrong. It feels a little culty only because of what we have to wear. So there's uh, there's dress attire because they have a really cool uh, ambiance to the place and yeah, yeah. aesthetic to it. So uh, we wear a lot of earth tones and stuff. Uh, and they're, and they're okay. like, okay, well, there's kind of a kind of a loose dress code on like coloring of of clothes that you should wear to kind of match the aesthetic. I was like, all right, dope. But it's it's really cool because you know what I'm wearing today. I wear a lot of linen and stuff anyway, so I I fit 
I fit the, the it was the, right the in. It was perfectly. natural. It was That's natural. Cool. Yeah, the 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 uh, the hostess goes, uh, "When do they initiate you into our cult?" I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You're dressed exactly like us. You're one of us now." <laughs> Super cool, man. But, now, mm-hmm. now, Diggy, we know you. We know what you can do on these turntables. Mm-hmm. We know you run up and down Rainy Street and and all around Austin, Texas. You placed third in Red Bulls Three Style mm-hmm. DJ Battle Competition a few years back. But for mm-hmm. the people that don't know you, man, talk to us, man. Who is Diggy Dutch? What have you been up to? What are what are your your plans coming up? Talk to us, man. Introduce oh, man. yourself. I'm just, I'm just a little old kid from from Northwest Houston. H Town in the building. Another H Town mention. Hey. hey. Yeah. Now, uh, man, born and raised from out there, man. I've been I've been around for a long time. Uh, I enjoy this. I I enjoy this realm of work and and what I've been doing. I kind of it kind of just fell I fell into it. Um, I was producing for years, things like that, but. Uh, but no, man, I, I, I just, I love it. I, I, love, I love what I do. I'm, I've been, like I said, I've been Austin, I'm in Austin for about, that was a long question. <laughs> I, was, I was like, which one am I going to go to right there? No, we, we uh, want to hear it, brother. But no, uh, uh, no, I'm from Houston and, and uh, born and raised out there, man. I uh, really loved it. Got around, you know, real great culture of, of music out in Houston where I'm from. I'm from the Northwest, so I'm from the suburbs. Yeah. Um, so when people go, man, you from H? I was like, I'm from there, yeah. but I'm not from inside the loop. I'm from outside the loop. I got I got real lucky and fortunate growing up where I did with some really great friends and great community and stuff like that. But it was a real eclectic taste of music yeah. growing up. Um, but we were we were very much in in that era of time in the the Swisher House and, and yeah, mixtape days. Yeah. So we were going to Traders Village. All that stuff, getting it with, yeah. the, with the color changing seal. If it ain't, man, you're you're you're, yeah. you're faking it, bootleg. But so I grew up on hip hop and all those things, and that's really how DJing started for me. And as far as music wise and what I liked, yeah, I was producing hip hop and for artists in college and stuff like that. I worked at, at Apple for a little bit at the store and just started accumulating all the stuff that's in the back stock that they're selling for cheap. So I, I created a whole studio. I didn't have a bed in my apartment. Um, I slept on the couch. My whole bedroom and closet were my studio. Yeah. So I was, I, when I get into something, I get into it and yeah. DJing kind of happened that way where I wanted to learn how to scratch um, just on top of my records, just a sample of some sort. Right, right, right. And so I bought a Newmark uh, turntable, little old, old beaten, beaten up turntable and a Newmark mixer and, learned um you know just learn how to cut on acapellas like i was you know i there wasn't a lot of youtube at that time yeah, it was back definitely. in back in 08 so it was around but not really right um you know i learned a lot from the scratch pickles and and uh um, all the all the dvds and stuff like yeah. that Qbert put out i have a bunch of them at the crib the um, dmc battles and yeah yeah, yeah 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 so i, I would watch those and, and so i played guitar and, and being from houston and stuff like that like if you're from Houston, you've been to an H Town house party. You know where it ends up. Ends up in the garage. Ends up with a beat, and everybody's freestyling all night. Oh hell oh, yeah, yeah. yeah! So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing that since I was since I was a little one. Um, I was trying to throw in my Spanish. Like, I got no words right here to say it. Um, but no, uh, since I was since I was little, so I always had a really uh, cool and natural cadence. I felt yeah. Um, and uh, so when I started cutting, I just remember the first time I ever really cut on um, on techniques. I was at this DJ's house in San Antonio that was kind of wanting to be my mentor, kind of like my first like DJ kind yeah, of yeah. buddy. Um, but we went there and he had a fresh pair of techniques out the box. Like Damn. took him out. Like that that smell though, 
Oh, it smells so good. That's how I feel about buying Jordans. I'm yeah, like, it's the same. It's the same exact. I won't smell them a month later. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but no. The first... after, ooh, after a few gigs. No, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. but man, we were there. And... <laughs> That's exactly what the smell sounds like. Like <laughs> comes out. Do, 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 do. Um, but we were. Uh, <laughs> but no, we were cutting at his crib and um, and. And I start cutting, and I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to phrase, didn't know how to do nothing. And I would just move the fader how I felt. And he stood back and he goes, "How the fuck did you do that?" I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "How'd you make it sound like that?" Yeah. He goes, "Like I've been DJing for ten years or whatever. I can't." I was like, "I'm just cutting to make a sound sound like I would if I was freestyling." Right, rapping. right, right. So when I cut and things like that, I have a lot of questions because I used to teach at Dub Academy and things. Yeah. So I can. I'm really good at teaching people how to DJ and the fundamentals and and the base of everything and the real great foundation kind of ideas on how to transition and things but as far as cutting it i don't even know how i do it a lot of the time it's it's very you're much, good at it yeah, thank you yeah <laughs> for know. those of y'all that have not seen him he is really good at scratching i remember the first time uh i moved here to austin and i had reached out to you and i was like man can i just stop by like one of your gigs i just want to uh, watch it and i was mm -hmm. just there like yeah man how many years hell? ago was this, this three was, years ago three, years three and ago, a half yeah. well, actually maybe going on four now because you moved here right yeah, yeah. And i remember just standing mm -hmm. behind you you were at um what was it i don't know if it was parlor room maybe it was parlor, it might have been parlor room but i was just standing there like i can't do this shit i quit <laughs> <laughs> i'm walking i was like well it was nice meeting you thank you for yeah. being open to letting me yeah. watch you I'm out. and i'm out and i started packing my bags and left to Santa. I'm just <laughs> but no go no, ahead um, no it, it, it's cool that's kind of how uh how it all kind of started and my dad was even the one he was like man like you should try uh, avenue and djing and years 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 and years later like 10 yeah. i've been doing this 16 years now fully and uh full time and i learned maybe like three years ago i told my i would tell the story all the time I was like man my dad gave me some money you know he's like hey here's like 300 bucks go to guitar center get what you need to start djing wow that's a good dad right yeah Hell oh yeah. man he's like this isn't a loan this is for you like i nice. believe you. my wow. dad my dad's one of the best people in the world he's, awesome. he's my biggest fan him and my Shout mom are dad. one of my biggest fans yeah that's cool it was, it was a father's day yesterday happy so. belated father's day yeah. i was gonna say happy that. belated father's mm -hmm. day Chris yeah. and to your oh, dad and Arlie. Arlie. Hey. Oh, your dad. I love your dad. I love what you do. Oh, my dad's something else. <laughs> Shout out to June. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, so he was like, you know, and in my head, I was like, man, he really believed in me. He's like, yeah. you got this. I can I can see it. And he, he told me, you told me years later, it's like, no, nah, I thought it was a really good, easy way to make some money to start out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a, good, a good, quick turnaround. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Motherfucker. He goes, but it ended up good 16 hey, years later. Yeah. There you go. So, but no, it, it's, it's been super interesting ride all the way through because I came in with, you know, it took, I've been, like I said, 16 years. So about half of those, seven, eight of those was all on my own. I had no DJ buddies really in San Antonio where I started my career. Yeah. Um, at UTSA. I got real lucky with some friends that let me start doing frat parties. And yeah. then I just... Brought some records to a class by accident that I picked up some control records. The guy in front of me was the new GM of a bar oh. right down the street from the from the school, and he's like, "Hey, are you a DJ?" I was like, "Yeah," and he's uh, <laughs> like, "Yeah, man," because I, I, I've I've been in sales and stuff before. And yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I do all the stuff for the fraternities, and I've done this. this you this. sold it. I I'd done mm -hmm. two parties at that time. <laughs> two parties. You were lying, though. You were lying, though. I do all the, yeah, I just upped it up. Make it, you make it. <laughs> and, and I sent a mixtape in, and, and I still have that somewhere. And uh, and I've heard it a bunch of times. And I was like, it wasn't that great. But this guy, I um, Gabe Cano, I owe him everything because he saw something in me. 
through that and just gave me a shot. Yeah. And I was doing once once a week. And then by the end, right toward the end of the, the closing of that place, I was doing three nights a week for them Oh, um, during college. And at that point, once they closed, I kind of opened up and, and went everywhere. But I was really, really fortunate just to, nice. for things to align the way they needed to because I, I never expected it yeah. to do that. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people like, a lot of young cats like, how do I get in? How? I was like, fuck, man, I got really lucky just yeah. kind of mm-hmm. that. And I just, I, you know, we're all Latinos here. We work our asses off. So once, of I, once I got in, I just, I didn't stop working. And yeah. I, I studied, I said, like, I was, I was working on mixes in the middle of school when I was in, in college. Yeah. I was like, in between classes, I was watching, you know, short clips on YouTube that were there, you know, of AM when he was still alive. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is right before his passing. So this is when he was at, is it, was it Rio in, uh, uh, in Vegas? And they had like almost like trailers of yeah. them. And I would just watch those religiously. I can do all those little mini routines like within it. I can do every one of those out of the top of my head. Wow. Like, oh, wow. like so you, I, you I studied just, it. I just studied. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think I, maybe most of us, but like I can do the Peter Piper routine from. from oh, man, Jazzy. I tried. Nah. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever attempted it. So oh, I don't even know that. what that is. I <laughs> need what? to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. DJ Jazzy Jeff has this routine. Uh, with the Peter Piper. Oh, yeah. that yes. No, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. No. Yeah. No. Once you know, no, no, I'm no. not. I can that. start the record for y'all. <laughs> y'all have at it. So, <laughs> at, at what point? Since we're kind of going into the, the 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 routine stuff, at what point did you say I'm I'm good enough to make a routine? Like, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think. What? Well, when I the first one I ever did. Um, Right. So I got into competitions. I was in San Antonio and I got real lucky. We went to Sunset Station, which is a beautiful mm-hmm. venue yeah. in San Antonio. Oh, y'all know it. Yeah. yeah. I actually rapped there. Shut up. <laughs> a long time ago in that Quinceañera picture what, I showed you. Sure. What was your MC name? It was Inky Skills because I would, I would write and write. I'd had like a fat journal of just raps. I would have thought you were like Peruvian or something. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, that was a long That's time. So good. yes, I do. I, I love that venue. Very familiar I, with I've, I've done a lot of things at that venue over the years uh, in San Antonio, just throughout my early career. But I went with a buddy of mine. I forget. It might have been my buddy Enrique. Shout out Enrique and his, and his new daughter. Yeah. And... Um, but uh, happy Father's Day to him too. Yeah. Um, but I think I want to say it was with him, I believe. But we went and they were putting on a Red Bull event there, and it ended up being the first year of three style. Mm. And wow. it was the because the, they did like they did um, like local, like citywide, then regional, and it, like it, there was a lot more tiers to, yeah, to yeah. go up. <clears throat> and uh, so this is like the first entry, and it was I remember I know one of the guys it was Vegas Banger M three. And I forget the other M3, I think one, I think that's what he goes by or went by. And he was really dope. But I saw that and uh, I was just mesmerized. I was like, yo, yeah. like just the idea of trying to mix this stuff. And this is before Zach and all those guys yeah, really yeah. redefined everything. Right. This is super early on. And uh, in the infancy stages. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty much like nobody <clears throat> knew exactly what we yeah. wanted. Yeah, because. I know when I first heard of uh, three, I was like, they got to blend like three different genres and all this stuff. And I'm like, the rules are how simple. does that kind of work? Like, I, I can yeah. know what it says, but then I started seeing some and I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah. can imagine it's something like super uh, unique and complex as opposed to playing like open yeah, format. For, yeah. yeah. You know, you can go from like reggaeton to rock mm-hmm. or something if the BPMs are yeah. there. But mm-hmm. yeah, walk us through that. Yeah. Like, how you is can, that when you have to? 
have yeah. like these three different genres it's, so fast. My my mental on it is really I don't know if it's strange or different because I don't talk to a ton of people. I I haven't talked a ton creatively. Uh, get that mic right. Uh, <laughs> talk creatively with with a bunch of guys on on that process, which is an interesting conversation to have because it's hard to have because it's hard to um, uh, explain in detail or, mm. or kind of what goes in your mind. Um, of it, it's it's like I guess it'd be like asking like a hip hop writer or, or an yeah. artist like how do you write? How does this painting come out of your head? Yeah, brainstorm mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and for me, it, it's I always start uh, anytime I'm build, building a routine, I start with the beginning and I start with the end. And for me, I try to. And over the years, it's kind of uh, evolved and all those things, but it's always the beginning and end. So I do it uh, sequentially. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? But it's in order. Right. So I work from my when I build sets, I work from the beginning all the way to the end yeah never in between okay or uh jumping back and forth so i might i might have there's been a few routines that i've had that i that i have many like mini spec routines t- tiny right. routines from when i'm out and about that come up yeah that i'll place in there i'm like oh this goes so now <clears throat> makes sense now where i'm at when i'm djing out and doing uh oh i guess you i i guess you would call it open format it's always everybody's weird about that yeah. term or how I know, they right? feel about it i don't mind it I, open format for me is I play just whatever I want. Right. I make different genres work together and yeah. flow together. And the way the way I do that now, um, I'll t- I just have a, it's like a bunch of pieces of a puzzle. So I'm building, I have all these pieces I can just fill in right. uh, all the way through the night. I was like, all right, if I see a, a bridal party walking in, I was like, all right, I'm at 110. Well, I can play this to go to this to this, and then it'll put me in this range and then I can do all the Sierra and Beyonce right. and all that. Then I'll end that one on here. Well, Beyonce ties into Jay Z because they're married. Well, then Jay ties into oh, such I see, and I such. See. And it'll twi- you and just start uh, connecting stuff together. It'll trickle down. Yeah. One right. of the first times I ever did it before I ever created a, a a battle set or anything like that, I was in San Antonio at the Boiler Room, and I couldn't think of what I wanted to play. Then I was mainly a hip hop DJ. I guess you would call it my genre. Was yeah. What primarily was hip hop that I was I was used to at that time early on, and I went from. I started. I started on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Started West Coast hip hop, and by the by at ten, and by two a.m. I was in New York, and ending in New York. So you curated a whole thing all the way th- off yeah. the top of my head. Right. I curated this goes to this, this connects to this, this guy connects to this. Boom, boom, boom. This wow. to me, boom, 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 boom. This guy had beef with this guy, and <laughs> and, and and it and it kind of flowed that way. Because yeah, like yeah. if you like to me, you play fifty, you automatically think of Kanye. At least my era, because right. of, because mm-hmm. of because being around in college, that battle yeah, yeah. that happened between their albums. <clears throat> If I play uh, Pac, I know somewhere I'm going to backdoor it with Biggie. Right. right. One way or another. Right. So it, it's, you know, I have these ways of doing it. But with battle routines, I, I start from the beginning and I and I get to the end. But the beginning to me is always, I think, uh, um, what is it? Uh, Boy Genius says it is like, a, a, what does he call it? It's like first song crew or, uh, um, you know, but it's the power of the first song that you choose. Like so, a first impression type of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's you. You need to make sure whatever your first you song captivate is. Them, like, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you got to slap them in the face yeah, real yeah. hard, um, and and catch capture their attention. And I, I learned from a lot of cats. I learned from yeah. him a lot, and and kind of his mentality of it because we're the same person, but two sides of the same coin. Yeah, we're very we're very different, but very very much. No, alike. shout out to Boy Genius. Yeah, man. shout out to, Sh- to Boy Town, man. That boy, yeah. that guy. Um, but yeah, building building those routines, it's, it's watching other guys and and kind of seeing what they had done 
And so what I what I had done, I, I by that time in 2015 is when I finally got invited to. It was when they opened it up mm-hmm. uh, for uh, uh, what do you call it uh, uh, submissions. Mm-hmm. And so I finally submitted. It finally came open because it was kind of it wasn't a buddy buddy club, but it was more of who you like knew. Invite only. Invite only for okay. the first few years, from what I remember, um, because it was it was. You know, cats on the ground, ground crews, they right. wanted the best. So it yeah. was, you know, it wasn't like they were putting their friends on. These guys right. had to really freaking play. So it was just kind of who you knew. And so that's how I kind of got seen because I was still doing, I'd been working already for eight years, but I'd done a lot of local stuff in San Antonio. Um, I hadn't really done anything big enough to capture my name in, in a, a, a national sense, um, anything online or anything mm-hmm. like that. So the first, the first little battles that I had ever done, I was in college and it was like at a pool party yeah. and it was to win, it was, it was to win like free, like basically enough for free rent. Oh, and, shit. Nice. and, and, I, and I remember that, that battle. Cause I I'll came in, that. I came in ready <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I had really worked on this routine, um, of this kind of, you know, it was kind of a talking shit routine. So everything kind of talks shit. It didn't go the way I do now where everything kind of flows a little bit yeah. more, but that was the first one. I, and I won. And, but I remember a little thing, a little side note about it. I remember we did, there was two, uh, uh, what do you call it? Two parts. So you had your first part that you did. One guy got eliminated. And then oh, you had okay, one okay, more, okay. Right? Uh, um, and so we did the first one and I did really well. The crowd really liked it. So the guy after me came on, um, <laughs> I don't think he's DJing anymore, but he went by <laughs> DJ Gumby. Gumby. <laughs> yeah, nice dude. How does that sound familiar? Super familiar, right? Yeah. Um, nice guy. I don't have anything bad to Hip-hop say. Hip-hop DJ? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know what he did after San Antonio, but I, yeah, I knew he was bit, He was doing a lot during during college. So DJ shout Gumby. out to him. Not, nothing bad yeah. to talk about. But it was funny because I did my routine, then he did his, but he played more, more like a party set, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was just a different way of going about a battle. Sure. And these people are, are managers of a... Of a uh, an apartment complex. They don't know what the fuck this shit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he does his set, but while he's doing it, he has a guy on an MC, uh-huh. you know, and on it and hyping up the crowd, and you know, doing what Kick It does, hyping them up, getting them real good, getting them real I mean, good. I can I used to be okay. able to do that. I can't. I'm, I'm not as energetic anymore. But no, but he did that. So the crowd was really into it. Yeah. Given the guy was a really good MC, and so they go and it's getting late, and they're like, "Hey, man, do you I want to go to the next round, or we can just call it now?" I look at them. I go. Fuck no, we ain't calling it. I go, no, we got one more round. Let's go. Are you scared? Let's do it. <laughs> I was Were con- you scared though? No, no. I I, I already <laughs> That's knew. some shit I would say. Like, let's fucking go. And yeah. then inside I'm like, oh, God damn it, I want to go yeah. home. Well, I had prepared two routines. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I had prepared, I prepared two routines and the second routine I had more juggling in it. And I really wanted to do this. And that's more so why why I wanted yeah. I was like, man, I just want to fucking flex this shit that I've done yeah, yeah. under pressure. And I, and I didn't, I ended up winning and, but I remember in that little meeting with the, with you the got manager, your rent paid. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes, uh, I go, I go, nah, man, let's do it. But I go, I thought this was a DJ competition, not an MC competition, uh, some shit like that. So he just DJ and I think he was upset because he DJ like with one arm, like he was just kind of like this, the second round. And I was like, all right, like I wasn't being meaner. I was just being legit. I was like, yeah, yeah. I thought this was a DJ competition. Yeah. Mm. But that was the first one, and I won, and I was like, "Oh shit, this feels really good." Yeah. And from there, I kind of got got that you know that itch for it. So when I saw Red Bull at, at Sunset <laughs> Station, I was with my buddy. I was like, "This is what I want. This yeah. is my goal. My goal is to do this shit, and um, and to compete and win." 
And I remember the, because I don't know if y'all have ever been to Red Bull events, but they used to give you the bands mm. that uh, it was kind of like a festival wristband, mm-hmm. right? That it, cool. you yep. know, locked on. I wore that motherfucking thing for <laughs> for nine years, eight, nine years. Really? Oh, wow. Was it eight, nine, eight, nine years, something like that. I wore it until I got uh, invited to play in 2015 in the regional. Wow. So oh. from the first event I ever went to, I wore that thing on my wrist, religiously. You weren't going to take it off I'm until very, the next I'm, one. I'm, I'm not super uh, uh, superstitious. superstitious, but like I believe in like, like, uh, what do you call it? Believe in, you know. Uh, like uh, energies. Uh, and, yeah, 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 for sure. Into fruition. No, yeah, yeah. I get you, I but get yeah. you. And, uh, and so when I competed in 2015, that's when I like, I really, I put it in over a month about a month, month and a half of work into yeah. that set in 2015 when I battled. That's how I got into Austin. I battled uh, La Dida. I battled, battled um, uh, the one and only Buck Rogers um, yeah. and a few other cats. Uh, uh, Those are big names, though. Yeah. 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 And wow. I didn't know it at that time either. Yeah. And I didn't know how, how you know, how La Dida was yeah. and all that. And I uh, battled OG Bobby Trill out of, uh, out of Houston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But a bunch of really great cats. Yeah. And the coolest thing about that competition, I was in... Um, I was in New Orleans in 2015. We all became buddies. We all became friends, except like me and the the guy from one of the guys from New Orleans, two guys from New Orleans, two guys from Austin, me, and then um, there was one other. I forget, but we all became really close. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, the, I was bringing everybody together. I was very family oriented. Were you living in New Orleans though? No, no, no. Because so, I, I saw, I, I was watching a video of yours, and you had a routine. In, in New, Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Was so, it was it a boxing ring? Yeah. So that's my buddy's boxing ring. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what the hell, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we did it. So it's at New Orleans boxing, uh, New Orleans boxing club. Shout out my boy Chase Dixon. Um, I'm just saying, I watch this video because I'm a fan. Yeah, that's dope. I'm a, I've, I've watched. I have videos. not seen that one. Yeah. He stalks me. Okay. All right, Stan. It's funny you say that because I got to show you something. This is how I met you. Holy shit! Let me see he, he doesn't even remember I that. Know, no, I know oh, that night. Wow. I know that night. Yeah, it was a crazy night at Pedrosa. Yeah. Yep, I was yeah. gonna say I got that was the wow. night I got yeah. <laughs> no mustache or yeah no mustache yeah, no, 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 no beard. For him, I had the beard at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that specifically because I, I remember that night because I got in trouble that night. Oh shit! <laughs> I got in trouble with because I was supposed to work at, at where's placeholder now, but it was Alibi, yeah. and it was right when my first gig I ever got there. Uh, Dick Nixon had um, had booked me for it. He was doing the booking at the time. And he had booked me for it, and I'm there, and I knew Craze was playing with Peli Grossa, and I yeah. really wanted to fucking see him because I like, I I don't know if I had met him prior to that or talked to him because I'd done Red Bull already, mm-hmm. and so I knew Zach um, like briefly, like yeah. we, they we knew of each other, acquaintances, like, acquaintances, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I've gotten to know him a little bit better. We're not close friends or buddies or anything, yeah. but we'll tell jokes to each other yeah, every yeah. now and then he's in town or say hi, kind of thing. I uh, have real heavy mutual respect, so. I'm at Alibi and I'm like, all right, man, crazy is going to go on in this hour. So I hit up and we were slow at that night. This yeah. is like, I think it was a Wednesday. Uh, no, it was maybe. No, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. 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 So it was a Friday and it was slow. So I hit up my buddy, Will, uh, Will Emery, uh, shout out Mr. E, uh, sad, oh, yeah, yeah. sad boys crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hit him up. I was like, Hey, can you come cover the second half of this? I want to go over here. Cause I think we're going to close. And, um, uh, so I was told like we were going to close early, like at yeah. 12, because it was just so slow. So I left. I went to the show and uh, Mr. E covered for me. He's like, hey, they're going to have me keep going. Like some people showed up. I was like, all right, 
you know, go ahead. I had somebody there. Yeah. I got in trouble with Dick Nixon. He's like, man, you don't, I booked you. And then you just left and uh, had your buddy. Yeah. And, and we're all good now, but I, I, he very valid in what the he professional was, part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah, extremely yeah. valid in what he was saying. And it's yeah. all very, very true. And it was very unprofessional of me to do it. <laughs> but I was like, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy though. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like I don't, but the cool thing was I caught the tail end, um, caught the tail end of a set which is really dope. And then the, the boys went on, mm -hmm. the Grossa crew went on and he was standing to the, the back right of the stage. And I was, I kind of just snuck my way over there and said, what's up to him. Yeah. And I think he had recognized me through the stuff through Red Bull because it had oh, just recently yeah. happened. Uh -huh. um, hence why I'm always, I was always wearing my big hat. It was very recognizable. Yeah. And, uh, and dude, we talked for a good 45 minutes, like just about everything. Yeah. Like about life, about his kids, like just about anything outside of DJing. We talked right. a little bit about DJing, but I didn't want to talk about it much. Yeah, and so it was it was super super dope. But I got in trouble that night because of that. <laughs> well, but, I, but I remember seeing you that night. That, that That's night, hilarious. That night was uh, I I think it was a life changing night for me. Yeah, because I had already been in Austin for a little bit, but I wasn't actively DJing because I had just moved. I was getting a job and my mm -hmm. kids in school and everything. In fact. I didn't even have DVS at that point. No shit. Yeah, because I I was so against DVS when it first came out, and I used Newmark uh, CDXs and I put MP3 discs. I was like, I'm not gonna use a fucking computer. Hmm. So, anyways, I didn't have DVS at that time, but then I started seeing videos and all this stuff, and I came across your videos, and then uh, I was following Craze and shit, and then that he was gonna be in Austin, and I was like, oh cool. He's like, he's gonna be at. Peligrosa. I had no idea what Peligrosa was. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, so you had no idea. No, I had no idea. Oh, shit. I, I had no idea. So I was just like, I told my wife, I said, hey, mm -hmm. DJ Craze is coming to Austin. How fucking cool is that? She's like, whoa, let's go. I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, where's he going to play? I said, at some Peligrosa place. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So she's like, okay, cool. So was we went. North Door at the time. Yeah, it was at North Door. Mm -hmm. And then North Door. So we went and uh, they had they had them set up down down at the bottom, mm -hmm. kind of like underneath, boiler room style, yeah, right? Underneath that big right. ass, that, that big that screen. big screen, yeah. And so I mean, I was like, wow, because that was the first time that I had heard uh, chorizo funk. Mm. That was a, yeah, <laughs> that was the first time I had heard chorizo funk. And then I didn't know any of the other guys. His name stuck out because it's chorizo, chorizo funk, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, so yeah. that name stuck out. But I was just so amazed at the music that they were playing. I had never, ever, ever heard mm -hmm. music like that. Like, yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it. I had no idea. And it's what we come to know as, like, Latin bass, tropical bass. Right. Because it's just got... Is that what you would call it? Well, mm -hmm. I, that's that's what I've, you know, with All Day Ray, I've been mm -hmm. running with him and doing shit like that. And mm -hmm. that's what we kind of labeled it as and mm -hmm. people call it global bass, too. I would, I would Yeah, I would say more... I, for me, at that time... I, I would have said it was a little bit more global, yeah, a little bit, little bit more worldly and global because with, like, and I, I just wish I could see Chorizo Funk for the first time again, yeah, mm. like no, that, it was it was that dope. feeling of seeing him for the first time and not knowing, no, it was great, but him and Orion, yeah, because uh, uh, Orion plays like just super worldly music, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I love about uh, about them. Shout out to the rest of Pelitrosa, uh, yeah. Manolo Black, and uh, uh, King Louis, yeah, Pagano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Sussy's in it now. Yeah, yeah. Sussy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sussy. I played yeah. with her uh, not too long ago. She uh, gets wild, man. But really, speaking of when Odeon, she plays, it's awesome. Speaking of audio, and I, I actually, I've always known who he was, and I've always like uh, appreciated Peligrosa and all those guys. Uh, but I finally talked to him for the first time, like just recently, <gasps> and. 
but I told him a story about the first time I actually like talked to him, talked to him. He was playing at, uh, what is it? Volstead? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Volstead at, Saturday nights. Th- and this was like 20, maybe 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. maybe I, I, to be honest, I can't remember, but I remember oh, shit. that's when, and this is, uh, it's funny cause I told him this and he's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. But it's when the bathroom would overflow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh no! Oh, there's a constant. I, like, I experienced I heard, that. I heard they like fix that. I think maybe, oh, but, uh, but scotch it was, tape. It was that time where it would overflow, and I remember he was just killing it. He was DJing. He was doing his thing, and I was like, "Man, this guy is yeah. sick!" And so I had went to the restroom, and then he had come in right after me, and I like turned around. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, there he is!" And so um, <laughs> it's funny because like I'm I'm a, I'm a little lit at this at this point, and he's peeing, and I like. Tap him on the shoulder, and I was like, <laughs> "While he's like, peeing, bro." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah I'm telling you, I, it, it was that point. I was like, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you that you're, you're you're killing it." And he goes, "Thank you." And I was like, and I <laughs> like looked around, awkward. and I was like, "Wow, I need uh, to go." Uh, all right, I'm gonna walk out now. RLE lit RLE is my favorite RLE because he just only because he dances a ton. He's still super respectful, not wild, but he dances a ton. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like real smiley and he talks to you. That's that, my that, favorite. That was That's me hilarious. on Saturday night. Yeah, that was that was him on Saturday. <laughs> oh, I saw it. when his tongue was out in those videos. <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, oh, I already had one or two. Also, when uh, when Manny was part of Peligrosa, uh, I don't think he is a part of it now. He, right? I think he like comes every now and then. I, I won't like. say I wouldn't say that he's not. I think he's just he's just a, uh, he's doing a, something, doing his he, thing. Yeah, he has a, he has other things he's working on. I told this to Orion too, and I guess nobody has ever connected the dots. But when I used to work at Rock and Roll Rentals, he'd come all the time. Yeah, and I was like, dude, this guy looks like Tony Stark. I swear to you, if you look at his face and you're mm-hmm. like. Orion, wow. he can. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Manny. Manny. Oh, oh, Manny, yes. Yeah. To well, me, he, I'm like, I'm like, he's like the that's well, true. He's Colombian, it, it, right? It, yeah, it's the burns, it's his beard. He he's very, very eclectic in how he dresses. Yeah. I'm very we're very similar yeah. in that yeah, way. Yeah. But his facial hair, his hair, he's very, his big old glasses. He's yeah. he's one of my favorite like spiritual people yeah, to he, hang around. That, but that's what made me think of him as like Tony Stark too, because he has like mm-hmm. the same like mentality yeah. type. Nice. When I told Orion that, he's like, dude, I'm gonna bring that up to him next time. And I was like, dude, I I can tell you, I see it every time. Yeah, yeah well, big shout out to the Peligrosa crew, man, because uh, obviously, evidently, they have a huge influence in this town. So They do. They've yeah. been around. They've I still around. have yet to go to one. <laughs> really? Well, because every time they have it's one. It's very different now. Um, yeah, it is. I, uh, I have a gig. I have something going on. So I have yet to be able to, mm-hmm. to make it out to one. But and I, I from what be. I understand, even the, the the parties that they did before the North Door were even like crazier. crazier. Yeah. 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 It, well, it I've heard just, that a lot, too. I the North Door was, I'm trying to think if that was the first. Because I think they were like at Empire before that. Yeah. So so North Door was the first ones I, I attended. Okay. Because I same thing, I was working a lot. So you just got to yeah. do what I do and just skip work. Fuck it. And get your buddy to cover and don't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah, and don't post anything. Yeah, don't sh- yeah, yeah. Mr. Don't, tag me, cover. don't <laughs> tag me on any uh, posts. But it, it's, it's super, uh, uh, oh, shout out to Pagame. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's, oh, that's yeah. the big homie, man. That's Pagame cool. is the fucking G. Um, shirtless or a sleeveless king, I call him. Yeah, uh, that's true. He's always on the sleeveless. No, no shirt. sleeves, no sleeves. 
gotta let the guns out. But um, it, it's Peligrosa is amazing. They've they've evolved. I mean, I, I, this is just from what I'm seeing from the outside. Right. But it's just it's very different now. Yeah. At Coconut Club, not in, not in a bad way or no. anything like that. It's just more spread out because yeah. there's so many rooms. They take over the whole place. So it's just very it's a very different experience. Yeah. Than what it was at North Door because it was all just. Boom. Right, you are right there, and so I can imagine how it was at the smaller places. Yeah, uh, before that, while I was still. and then my first time there. Yeah, and then I I remember when they were doing the the peligrosa house, and they had like little setups. Like as soon as you walked in, they had like a setup right there. Yeah. In fact, I think that was the first time I ever heard uh, Akbad play mm. during. Might have been that. Yeah. Akbad is a beast, man. Yeah, this weekend, is. I was playing with him. I was like, "Whoa!" And he was like, "I'm just showing off because Kick, Kick is here." I'm like, "No, Bora, he's, yeah, his music. I don't even want to go after you. Like, this is it. dope." His music selections, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, I haven't heard him in a while. It's been a few years since yeah. I've actually got to hear him play. They brought me out for a, I think it was Wepa, um mm-hmm. a while back. That's what you did. No, it was mm-hmm. like a uh, Ao Houston parties. I think it's what it's called. Yeah, uh, Houston. yeah Houston parties. Yeah, Houston yeah, Houston parties. yeah. yeah. I want to get it correct. Yeah. But yeah, they brought me out a while back in Houston. That's one of the very few times I've ever played in Houston. I don't play in my hometown almost ever. Really? I don't. I've. I don't play in San Antonio either. So. I feel like I, I feel like I don't get a lot of love in Houston. Same. See. To, Not in Houston. To, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's like a, it's a weird thing. I yeah. don't have any hate toward Houston. I'm I, I'm from Houston. I'm, I'm yeah. You gotta I'll, love. I'll, yeah. I'll always be that. But like Austin embraced me a lot more. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Antonio did. Houston's just a very, very difficult market to break into. Wow. And, and and with respect to it, like it's from what I saw at that during that period of time, it was it wasn't that it was clickish. It was the guys that did it. Um, the booth pimps at that time were the biggest biggest thing around. All those guys were on the radio. Okay. So it was like, okay, I have no fucking shot at getting gigs on in. Uh, Midtown or like the real pop or, or was right. it Washington Street. Uh-huh. Mm. These guys. The Heights kind of. Yeah. When I was trying to make my way in Houston, this is after I left San Antonio and moved back to work for a radio station in Houston mm. um, just to do ad sales. I wasn't on the radio. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it could be. I got the voice. Um, <laughs> no, um, but no, I'm out there and uh, um, dude, I was picking up gigs like in Sugarland. Like okay. I picked oh, up a gig okay. in Sugarland. Like outside. Pick up, dude, every gig I picked up within a week Booth Pimps was putting in a bid for that same night, same gig. Wow. I And I don't think they were coming after me by any means. I was nobody at that time. Um, you, or, or hadn't, hadn't you don't really. think so? I, I've always <laughs> been somebody. But I was, no, it, it just, I hadn't, I hadn't made a blip in, 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 in the main mainstream eyes of, yeah. of online or anything because I hadn't done Red Bull. Red Bull really changed everything. Right. Um, but you had already done Red Bull by that time. No. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, no. This is prior. So... To, to make my name and stuff like that. These guys knew of me. Uh, they respected me. Right. You know, uh, they knew of what I could kind of do. I'm trying to think. Was it? It might have been right after Red Bull. No. Right, maybe, no, I don't think it was. Mm. Um, no, it, it was after Red Bull in 2015. Okay. Yeah, because that's how they kind of knew me. So that's right. why they put me. That's what you are right. Yeah. You are correct on that. Um, but, you know, it was just really hard to get in anywhere and stay. Um, because I would lose everything. And they just had a Why big, do you think that is, though? They had a bigger market. They had a bigger following because they were on the radio. Um, they were wet. Their names were very, very well. T Gray, all the, you know, uh, all these great guys, you know, that were yeah. on 97.9 and 104. Mm, mm. Like these guys were, right. the fucking city knew them. And Houston's very, very heavy on radio. At least I think, it, I think they are still. But yeah. at that time, Austin, we're not like that. We got, you know, right. for me, it's, it's KUTX. It's the UT station. That's right. what I love here. 
But in Houston, this personality is just these DJs. So they, it's kind of like Chicago and New York. It's radio LA, heavy. A little bit more bigger. Chicago's bigger radio. very radio heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned that from from Boy Genius. Yeah. He was the one. He would, did he break chance? He might have broke chance. I think he got really? in trouble. I, I may be speaking wrong on that, but I think he broke chance when he was covering on, on a radio station mm. for a buddy, and I think he got in trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> With his buddy Tim Buck, too. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Tim he's Buck. Always rep, he's always repping Tim Buck, too. Dog, that's his dog, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Houston was just really hard to break into that market. So I was there for a while. Did the stuff with Red Bull in 2015. Met Abe the Assassin, who really took me under his wing. Shout out to Abe. Shout out to, Shout out to Abe, Abe, man. Um, y'all should have him on here. He'd be an interesting one. Oh, for sure. About. Heck yeah. He'd be, he, he would tell you some fucking stories. He came to the last, he like popped up out of nowhere at the last cut session. Yeah. We looked over and we're like, hey, it's Abe. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like a little slug. You don't he, see him, then he pops out of the he corner. He just like casually comes up. He's like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what's up, guys? Who's Abe? <laughs> he's cutting really good. Yeah. It's Abe. He says yeah. yeah, I was like, he still uh, got it. He still got it. But um, but no, I met Abe, met all of them, and I just remember after doing the stuff at Red Bull. So we did the video uh, to kind of circle back to it. We did the video in New Orleans. It was at my buddy's uh, place, the New Orleans Boxing Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, for for you, kick it that ring. So we DJed in the ring. That's so dope. Yeah. And that, so cool. um, that ring was Mike Tyson's ring. Whoa. Okay, nice. Not only was it Tyson's ring, it was the ring that Tyson had his quickest knockout of his career wow. in that ring. And Interesting. It's, a, it's a small, so you know more, <laughs> you know a lot about boxing, but he had, it was a smaller ring. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is so he could run around and get, get away. I think it was smaller. Yeah, smaller. Yeah. So he can move, so the opponent couldn't move around right, as right. much yeah, yeah. away from him. So yeah. he was in, in arm's reach every, yeah, yeah. every time kind of thing but it was as quick as knockout was on that i think it was like 30 seconds 15 seconds Damn. some shit wow. like that something crazy that's super cool but yeah so that's what that that that's what that ring is but once we did that so we we all competed and then i invited everybody to go there um to do a cut because they were still doing uh tsl was still alive at that mm -hmm. time and um so they were still doing all their cut videos and i had watched their cut videos with yeah. knack and all that stuff and yeah abe, and abe never <laughs> Abe never admitted that the video that they did for DJ City, the cut video, right. was at his lair. It was in his lair in his backyard. Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. So I was always trying to figure whose fucking house were y'all at? Where yeah. were y'all at? By the by the end of it, by the time he moved all of his records out of there, I was like, this was the fucking place, wasn't he? he goes, yeah. yeah. I go six That's years, true. six years. You don't tell me this because I'm. I, I remember seeing like some old videos, like early, early, early videos. Alpha it was like a little a room. It was a little room, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. where they recorded it. Yeah, I missed the job. I hate the fact that you never got to see that shit. That shit was dope. It, yeah. We call it the lair, and it was in the backyard of Abe's house. Is yeah. this, this little um, built-up um, back back home, back room, back house yeah. kind of uh, little guest not guest house, but a guest room yeah. kind of thing that they had built and um, that he had built over time. And we would just go there every week and and just cut and just chop it up. That's that was our home <clears throat> base for TSL. We oh, would yeah. just go there all the time. When I moved here in 2015, so he opened arms up, allowed me into the city. Not allowed me, but welcomed me into the city. It's like, man, you need anything? Yeah. Come on through. And so I left where I was living in, in Houston with my buddy, packed up my car, moved to Austin, and uh, I was sleeping out of my car for like six months. Damn. Uh -huh. Wow. I, about four or five, 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 five months until I met the woman that I was with at the time. And I ended up starting to live with her basically out of my suitcase. Yeah. Uh, she was really kind enough. And I, I had my grandparents up north in Pflugerville. Mm -hmm. So I'd recently kind of moved up and had some stuff up there. 
But that travel back in time, right. and you know where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Here, here to downtown, it's a drive. It is. And uh, so I ended up staying with her for a while, um, for a few years and stuff like that. But yeah, I lived out of my car for a minute um, when I first moved to Austin just to try to make it. And When I'm, was this? This was 2015. 2015, that was in October. So probably early 2016. Wow. Right by that time. And uh, so my starting point, like knowing you, is the the Red Bull uh, when you won. So were you living out of your car at that time? Uh, in 2015, when I was at Red Bull, no, I was in Houston. So oh. I, I was living in Katy with my buddy, uh, and I wasn't. It wasn't that I was broke or poor or anything like that or any of that that whatever people would term. I don't like any of those terms, but it wasn't that I just had no home. Right. And and my place up north. Uh, with my grandparents unhoused were, unhoused yeah there you yeah. Go. Mm -hmm. yeah i'll put it that way yeah. that is gonna like, say i just i had a really nice car yeah <laughs> no no I did, I did not no i had a, i had a beat up mitsubishi at that time this shit was no i had my what i have i think i had my no i think i had my mitsubishi on my little my little jeep liberty mm. my little fleet car i got from my dad's company for like three hundred dollars um, that's a bargain hey, it worked yeah. it worked yeah. um but no, I worked at Dub Academy for a little while and and, uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, Abe really embraced me yeah. and allowed me in. We got along really, really well. We have a lot of the same personality and characteristics and very giving. And uh, I would go with him to, uh, to Handlebar on Sundays. Um, you know, RIP Handlebar. It's now uh, El Coq. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we go there on the rooftop on on Sundays. Like a lot of this stuff's gone now. Like these things that we used to do. Yeah. So and we just festered. We we kind of cultivated not festered, but cultivated and wanted people to come and and enjoy. And as far as other DJs and kind of create yeah. this culture, which I don't see as much yep. here anymore. But like Sundays, you'd go. Everybody knew go see Abe, and he'll probably have you hop on. Yeah, and not with your computer. <clears throat> no, hey, I'm gonna take a pee. You hop on real quick. He'd be gone for an hour. Damn. Wow. And you're playing on his computer. And you're like, uh, uh, all right. And we would have a bunch of people and shit, too, on yeah. some nights. So it was really dope. I did that to, uh, to Columbo recently. Shout out to Columbo. He <laughs> forgot his... He forgot his laptop charger at one of our Rock the Boat events oh, at God. Lulu's. And he was like, well, I guess I'm only going to play however long 3% of my battery lasts. And I was like, dude. And so, so I was fucking with him. And I was like, you want to know how you're a real DJ? He's like, what? <laughs> Chest all stuck out. I was like, what uh -oh. you say? I was like, you know you're a real DJ if you could play off of someone else's laptop. He was like, well, whose laptop are going to play? I was like, mine's right there. Yeah. And he's like, for real? I was like. Come on, let's you see what you got. You were putting him on the spot. He was all, come, I said, come on, let me see what you got. He's like, for real, kick it, chest all out. I was like, hey, it's okay, dude. If not, I'll hop on. I got it. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, he played off my whole R&B crazy. He's like, is your stuff organized? I was like, don't ask me questions. I was about, just, to, I was about to say, I was like, search, just, bro. I was like just, just play this shit, man. I was, I was about to say, I was like, well, how how organized is your oh, man. How easy it's, did you make it for it's all, it's all right. So it's okay. Here's the question, though. <laughs> Couldn't you guys just fucking share the charger? So my so he has he has a very old laptop. That was laptop. the first thing I thought. <laughs> my, so I have this one that I right. got from from G Nice. He has one that's like I'm gonna fuck with him. It's like a 1998 something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on, you I'm, got your laptop from from G Nice? Yeah, I, I bought this one from him. I got my laptop from G Nice. This motherfucker's G Nice dealing. is the plug. No, but uh, he, he, he had. He really works for Apple, not Google. Google. So. <laughs> Seriously, no. Colombo had a very old laptop. The chargers do not work, and he doesn't have an external. Yeah, I see, so I was I like, see. well, there you go. He, yeah, he killed his set, wow. but I was like. 
Come on, man. It's yeah, like, but let's, for, let's go. But Gina asked, why she got an M1? I got the Intel chip, man. Damn. Oh, you know? man. We'll hater. clip this. We'll send it to him. hater. I got Intel chips, too, bro. Oh, man. I, I, mean, feel I was just talking to RLE about that. I think I'm going to have to drop about four grand on, on an M2. It's crazy. So, my, my, oh, so that, that, that pool party, uh, or uh-huh. the, the, not pool party, but the pool brunch yeah. that I did, I had to stop two hours early or two hours before, uh, two hours in. My computer completely overheated. Really, and uh, and I had a fan on it, big old industrial fan on that hoe. It's still overheated, and had it, uh, and had an umbrella on top, and it's Texas heat, and I shouldn't complain because the M 2s out, and I should have fucking upgraded already, but it's it's time now. I was like, oh, I can get through one more, but I will say this: I was thinking about it yesterday after he left because we're looking at our uh, CPU usage little mm-hmm. bar, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, this is nerd talk. We can talk this shit. Uh, it's a, it's People a like DJ, CPU. It's, it's a DJ podcast. It's a DJ podcast. We can talk this shit. Of course. I keep having to remind myself that while I'm talking, I was like, no, okay, it's not talking too much about DJing. That's what this shit is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like, um, but no, so it's the CPU, I saw like, his is like maybe 25% green. Yeah. Right. I was like, that's dope. I'm 25% black. That's it. <laughs> yeah. My shit's always all the way. Green. Are you running stems though? Like yeah. So I was. I was. Um. I, so this is what I figured out after you left. I was like, how can I? How can I? Let me just mess with some settings and yeah. shit because we were a little slower yesterday. So I turned off stems. Mm-hmm. Um. I I l- turned down the latency of buffing to twenty. All as, l- as slow as you can go. I don't have my high res. Uh, uh, the display. Uh, display. Yeah, yeah. That's off. And then the audio buffering or whatever is i put it super slow too uh-huh. instead of fast and by that time and then i have an activity the activity uh window thing yeah. you can do on your mac uh-huh. um open that up and i'm like what is running so because i do a lot of photography stuff on the side um cloud uh, uh adobe cloud is always running this, oh, that. I so see. i turned off all the adobe stuff right everything else that that wasn't just serato or my finder yeah and I got to the twenty five percent green. Did your did your green go from like here to like? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then while I'm playing, because I had stems off, so when you have stems turned off as far as analyzing, you can still run stems. Yeah. It just takes a little bit for yeah, it to yeah, analyze. Yeah. Every time I would do that by accident, because it's habit now, because the way I mix with stems, it just changed everything. Yeah. When I did that, CPU went like just just loaded up again i was like oh fuck so i think i might know like turning all that stuff off i think i'll get away with this next do next you, sunday um, do you ever put your because i don't do this and i feel like i probably should because i am running stems like it's nobody's business mm-hmm. is um do you put it in the stems crate because i heard no. that helps i i have a i have easy. a few which i probably should yeah, because I, this I think, is a good conversation because i'm learning i've yeah just so i have put stems. them in the stems crate but I, I haven't. So you're I, using stems too? Yeah, but it doesn't do anything for me. I just keep it right. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only it, one so, not using stems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's dude. There, <laughs> there, you're, you're. I mean, there's been a bunch of reviews and all these things on it, so I won't go over it a bunch. But man, just the ability with stems on your blends, yeah, it just cleans <clears throat> it up. I yes. think it cleans it up hard, hardcore. Because right. like I, I blend like turning it off yesterday. That last two hours of my set at placeholder, I'm, I'm blending records how more traditionally would with records or with whatever cutting off the bass and bringing the hot man it sounds so different it sounds the shit that i can do with stems is just so clean in that blend and blending those two songs you don't you can't you know you can't tell that that one song's trans transitioning to the next it's just it's i I didn't think it was going to change the way i dj everybody was talking about it oh this changes everything change 
it it really yeah. fucking did. It, it's it, really cool. Yeah, um, we're, I we're, use we're, it just to like take out the acapella okay. and then blend it into the yeah. song. But I want to learn, or maybe y'all could teach me after we done recording. Oh. But I want to learn how to map it into hmm. like my uh, my board, either my pioneer He's, or there's, like there's, my there's like an line. option where you just reassign yeah. a certain button. No, no, I have a SRT. Okay. I think you can remap it. Because the way I do it, I'm still doing click, it on right? the computer. Like you showed me how. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. in, so it may, because it, it's different with every controller. I believe they should be able to, because I think they put it across all platforms or all uh, mm -hmm. controllers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. just go into your settings and then uh, the first page, yeah. I think it's like one of the bottoms, it mm -hmm. goes replace uh, stems roll. with stems, like. Yeah. Re replace such with stems. And it's rather your loop, slicer, slicer, or whatever's available. Yeah. Mm. Whatever button you want or, from or, there. Or sampler. Okay. So whatever uh, um, uh, sub subfolder of uh, effect or for the yeah. pads, subfolder yeah. of pads, it'll change one. So mine normally is on the S11, it's the slip, slip mode. On the on the S nine, it's my roll, which I fucking hate because I like I to have see. my jump cues. Yeah. I like to be able to jump. I use slicer. I yeah, because I don't ever use. Slicer. Yeah, because I don't ever use it yeah. normally. But on, on the S eleven, do that. You have it on roll. I have it on roll because I don't. I don't. I just don't use roll. Like I think if I'm gonna like loop something, I do it manually. Yeah, um, cool. but the but the roll, the thing that I I hate that I can't use about it when it takes over that on the S nine, is um, that uh, uh, you can't use the jumps. The little jump, the the. Do you ever use those where you jump? So, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm no, not, I'm not jumping anybody, bro. No, like, so so if you're playing a track, say you blend in um, a little later than you want, or you want to have a little bit more of a cut phrase, yeah, or time time for a cut, you can uh, you can press that. You you choose your option of beats, you know, four, yeah. eight, sixteen, thirty-two, whatever, and you can jump back and forth as much as you want. So I use that hmm. a lot. On, uh, on doing that when I'm trying to make a mix longer or I need to jump back or I want to repeat. Say if there's a phrase that I missed that I didn't loop, I'll jump back 32 or 16 oh, beats. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. That's you know, yeah. turn off the acapella or, or turn off the vocal, turn the vocal back on right before I know it's going to hit and press the loop. And then I'll like, you know, if it's like a put your hands up or the... Man, you are busy. You're busy. That mm -hmm. sounds busy. Yeah. yeah. I, if, you, if you ever come and see me, um, please do. Uh, just watch, <laughs> just watch my hands, and it's not even a braggy thing. I'm always, unless it's a really slow day. Yeah. Um. If if I'm in a in yeah. you know, in really in the in cut, the zone, yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the zone, I'm moving every two seconds. Yeah. And and people are like, dude, you move a lot. Like mm -hmm. your hands are moving. I was like, dude, I'm. I, it's just natural now, so there's not a lot I'm thinking about. Yeah. Whenever it just it just kind of comes out after you know what is it uh, your ten thousand hours I put in you know twenty thirty forty fifty thousand yeah. hours in this shit I've been doing it for so long. That was one thing that I like I said I was so shocked when I saw you because you showed me a whole different level of DJing without teaching me when I went to go <laughs> oh, see you right. because I was you, we we watched you we yeah, learned yeah because like coming from San Antonio like you know I've told you this before like how tough it was from my perspective to get on with other DJs right. and get plugged oh, in man. and, and have a crew there. yeah they do not and so you. a lot of the stuff I learned on my own so at that time I was still with the play this drop it on the one or blend it my shit was like super basic yeah and so when I watched you again this was in my early months like just living here I was just like I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. That's what that button's for. Oh shit. Exactly. And all this is in my head and I'm just watching you do your thing flawlessly. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. I got all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take this home. 
So, man, that was one thing that, like, like I said, one thing that stood out about you when I first saw you is like how much you use everything on the screen and on the controller. Thank you. You know what I, I mean? Appreciate it. The cocky me wants to say, well, yeah, because they got all my sons out here. That's why they learn it from me. They all my sons. Whenever that's, that's the battle me talking. Uh-huh. I appreciate that very much, though. That's very kind of you. Yeah. To say. I, whenever, I'm, I'm glad that comes across. Whenever you're playing, do you ever have to tell yourself, like, because I know, like, even like yesterday, it was so slow, but I feel like me and you are kind of similar in the sense of, like, we got to, like, stay busy to get, do like, something. Like, do something. Because, like, for me, like, I don't even think about it. It's just, it just happens. I'm just like, I'm just touching something. I'm yeah. always, I always have to. And then no, you, with, you guys are definitely and, busy on the yeah. with the drumming. The it's like I don't need to do it, but I'm just like no. I and I love it when you do it because you just look up and you not that you look bored, but you're like <laughs> you'll you'll look up and you have this look on your face that's like fuck y'all y'all don't even understand Yay. what I'm doing <laughs> as I'm tapping on the table. But but no, it, it's it's very much that I kind of have to. I don't. I just let it kind of happen, but I'm yeah. always touching something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you ever a, tell yourself like, like, all right, we could chill. We Let's can slow chill. down. Like, uh, do you ever tell you have to tell yourself that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. And I'll still touch stuff even if it does, it's not doing anything. Yeah. Like for y'all to hear, I'm I'm touching like all my shift and parameter right on both sides and parameter left is my sync on and off. So, uh, oh, I use sync. Ooh. Ooh. So just for y'all to know, I do not care. Um, <laughs> but but and, and, well in this and and just to preface the sync that I use is not um uh snap to grid. I don't use that at all. Oh, okay. It's just to keep the BPM yeah, yeah, the, the same. That's it. Um but uh but yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. You watch my hand, you, you look at my parameter button, it's worth the fuck out. I, w- I, I want to come back to that topic later. Yeah. The the sync stuff. I really yeah. do. But but saying. um but yeah, so no, I I I'm always moving my hands. I'm always touching something. Yeah. It because if not, man, I do. It, it, he's right. I get fucking bored. I get, yeah, I get, you I get, I get bored or I'm like, you know, I don't want to look. You know, it, it, it all depends on where they put you as a DJ. Like when I'm at Clive on Mondays and Fridays, I'm inside right when you walk in to the right. And so I'm inside. I'm kind of in the cut just yeah. right in there. I'm not on a stage. Not have, I don't have a screen behind me. You know, I'm not at my La Vida and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm not having to put on a show. You know, diss to it. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I fucking, I don't get that. Right, I don't right, get right. those big the big stages like that as as often. So when when I'm in the cut, I'm just, I'm real clean. I kind of keep it simple. Right. If I catch people watching, which will happen, it sounds so so cocky. It happens a lot. Um, but it, it does, and it's super fucking weird. Because uh, they'll, just, they'll just stare at you. Yeah, real hard. Well, they're and trying to figure out what trying to figure out what yeah. you're doing, mm-hmm. and I get kind of creeped out <laughs> every time. I get a little creeped out every time. I'm like, all right, cool, just say something to me, say hi or something, <laughs> yeah. say something to me. But uh, but when I start seeing that, I used to have a real bad, um, uh, real bad tendency to just start cutting a bunch and showing yeah. off. And I'm like, nah, and I learned it from from Boy Genius and a few others. It's like, no nah, man, I'm I'm in the I'm I'm playing. I'm in the cut. Yeah, I'm just keep doing my job. That's mm-hmm. why they're watching you. Just yeah, do it. you yeah, don't yeah. have to yeah. overly overly go and 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 juggle you put it on the show for him yeah yeah Yeah. well because i I started realizing i was like man i don't want to do you know that you know dance monkey dance type shit like anytime anybody comes around to to watch or film it's like all right or you know i have people walk up to me and go yo yo so cut do that thing i was like one where's my money Mm. you know two it's like no it doesn't fit what i'm doing right now not even changing song structures or uh, uh, genres or anything. It's just like no, there's no need for me to cut on top of, top of Dua Lipa right now while yeah. I'm playing at 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 Clive for all these white folks at this point in time during right. the day. You know, 
True. Not that it's all white people there, but during that portion when those right. people walk in, it's like, all right, let me stick to this. Like they don't, we we cater to the yeah. demographic. Yeah, and also the thing, the tough thing about Clive, um, and I love I love the staff, love everybody there, and I love playing there. The toughest thing about it is just the structure of the venue. Yeah, because we're on. I'm on the bottom floor. It's a three. If you haven't been to Austin, it was uh, Container Bar, right? No, no, no. Uh, container was across the street. Same oh. ownership. Same ownership. Same ownership as I'm Luster. Lost. Yeah, Luster Pearl Container and uh, Clive are all the same company. Right. Um, Dunlap, I believe. Um, really, really great ownership. I love them. And um, but Clive is a three story venue. Yeah. So you have us on the bottom, which I'm inside. And we have a giant backyard. This is for the people that have never been. Um, the second story is kind of like a large, large mezzanine. So you can kind of mm-hmm. see all around and see over kind of the pit area where the backyard is. Yeah. Then the third story, you can't see down into the to the dance portion on the on the first floor, but you can see over. It's a big old balcony. You can see everything. Yeah. It's a big old area. But everybody on a Friday, because I play I play early set. I love early sets. Uh, four to nine. That's when you know you're getting older. Oh Man, listen, I'd rather <laughs> do a day set than a club set. Oh my God. 100%. Are we, are we all in agreement on that? Oh I think God. so. Yes. I think so, yeah. Day oh. parties is where it's at. Yeah. Thank God I don't feel like a fucking bum saying no, that. No, man. I was driving back from Houston, me and my, and, and my wife were talking, and she was like, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was like, I, I told you, don't tell me You're my set like, was good. What are you gonna and say? if it wasn't, she was like, no, it's not that. She was like, I just don't think clubs are for you. And I was like, I've always been told that. She said that? Yeah. She was like, I just think. How did you take that? I actually agreed with her. It's okay. Be, I, because I've, al- I've, always been to- I've always been told that since the beginning. They're like, you are so much better. Private events, day parties, stuff like that. Getting people ready to go to clubs. Well, but that the doesn't club mean is- you, you won't be good at a club, though. I, yeah, I think you are. I think you're great. But- it's just. For I feel offended for you. I don't know why. No, I, I, no, I almost the, get offended. I almost get offended is, for like, The thing is, as much, no, the thing is, as much as I personally wanted to be at the club, because everybody always asks, asks yeah. you, everybody, man, what club are you going to be at? Da, da, da. Oh, I still man. get asked, are you are you still playing at Mala? Are you still playing at Mala? And shout out to Gabby. Love Gabby. Love what she's done for the city. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, Mala is not the only thing I yeah. do. And it's like, if yeah. you don't play at Mala, then what are you doing? It's like, hold you, so, so you see where people's minds are at. And yeah. so I told Jess, I was like, I actually do have more fun at day parties. Now, mm-hmm. the once a month that I do at, at Mala, it's perfect for me. Right. But every single night at a club setting for what I'm trying to do it and takes a toll. be healthier I, and I go to work out, I'm like, I, yeah. I can't I, I come work, home at three in the morning anymore, you know? Yeah, I, I work a lot with, uh, not with, uh, straight up with, but we we work uh, for the same company and and uh, and things like that. But I work with CRG here okay, in town. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and we're about we're I think we're close to the same age. I think he's younger, but we came he came up in San Antonio as well. Yeah. Um, but I always say it because he's he's done some great things very quickly here in Austin um, for for that company and and for the places that he's at. But I've I've told my fiance as well. Shout out shout out my love. Um, and peace, uh, baby peace. I know she's getting some sleep hanging out with my cats right now, <laughs> our cats. Um, but I, it's got to be fucking exhausting because he he yeah. does he does key bar, I think twice. He does some stuff at Summit. Um, he'll do the the Sunday party over at Parlor Room, and a lot <laughs> of the stuff that he has, they put promotion behind. It. He has a following and things that he's built over the years here. But it's a lot of fucking people, and it's more of a not a club like a because we're not we don't have more traditional clubs here in Austin as right. much. We're more. Bar, Bars, semi club, outdoor kind of thing, but he has their club style sets, yeah. and, and a lot of people, dude, I I can't imagine having to do that every night, yeah, because he plays a lot. He doesn't. Play, yeah. I play 
I do more shows, but I'm playing a lot earlier in the week, slower right. shows. <clears throat> you know, I only have Tuesdays off. And you feel better though, like finishing I feel more early. Healthy. And I feel more healthy. I don't know how he does it. And shout out to him, but I just don't know how I can't. I'm 36. Yeah. And so I've and I've also again I've DJed for 16 years. I've played everything and anything you can think for the yeah. most part. Yeah. You know, not to be you know to sound cocky or anything like that, but I've played in. You know, I did a small stint in Chicago when I got uh, invited. I was very lucky after national nationals opened up a lot uh, when I when I did in 2017. Uh, and, uh, and when I was in, it, I was out of my element when I was in Chicago, and I fucking know it. And I'm very hmm. very thankful that that Rudy and them booked me out there and I got to experience it. But to me, me personally, I flopped when I was out there. In my mind, I wasn't ready for- Well, we're always our own worst critics. Yes, yeah. So I'm very. pretty sure you did great. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried my best. I, yeah. I did, I did, and it was it was a weird thing of, of traveling out there and um, I forgot to fucking send a writer. So I didn't realize any of this shit to tell him what gear I needed or anything. I just mm. fucking assumed, yeah. right? Like an idiot. <laughs> and uh, so I get out there and I never, I I'd played kind of, but I'd never really used CDJs. Oh. And I was like, all right, I can fucking, I, I can deal with this. Sure. It's just a turntable. Like a I don't, controller. I, yeah, yeah. I don't need to use all the other bells and whistles. The big issue was the 900. I've never fucking used yeah. it or connected to a 900. Yeah. Right. So it's a different beast. Yeah. So I did it. So we, we get off the flight. This is, I was with my ex at one of my exes at the time and we fly out there. And we show up to the, we get to the hotel. Right when we get there, we change right away and have to go straight to the to the to the gig right after the flight. And um, so we get there, and I'm hopping right on. And the bar, the bar's in front of us. We're almost behind the bar in this like window. It's really kind of cool how they had it. So we were kind of set back. People couldn't get to us. Yeah. But I do that set, and I'm literally playing from my computer because it, it reads my uh, it reads the 900, but it doesn't read the the uh, the CDJs at all. So I'm just playing just from my fucking computer. And so I just, I wasn't prepared to play clubs like that. By the end of, by the end of that, that week that I was there, I kind of got used to it. I, uh, I had borrowed, um, was it the SP one by, by Serato, by, um, by Pioneer with the pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The that, one that's got like the, like tons of them were just like a few. Cause yeah, there's just, like just a few. It was yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. basically your, your cue points for right. if you had a 900. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to use that for a little while. It worked. But it, I was just thrown to the wolves. And I was like, man, this is really difficult. And even the music, when I finally got used to it, I got to play on an S9 at the time. Even when I did that, I was like, all right, man, it's a different beast. It's, yeah. And then when I when I traveled later on, uh, later on in that year, and I played in San Diego, I felt so old. I was playing at La, uh, La Chingona, and I fucking love it over there. Those guys are great. Uh, you know, I want to come back and all that stuff. But I'm playing, uh, my, I think it was like a Sunday night or something like that at La Chingona. And... El Ching, El Ching, El Ching there's both yeah is there both yeah they're both okay yeah, um like in in dallas they have uh el chingon and then they have la chingona in fort worth okay yeah. okay so but yeah so that company so i played for them out there and um the lighting guy goes man i didn't know it was gonna be like old school night i go what <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> he goes oh i didn't know it was like old school night like you're playing a lot of old school jams man like i really enjoy this shit and i'm like fuck man this is my club set <laughs> Yeah. Shit. <laughs> All right. No, wrong one. Where's the fucking laugh button? The oh, I think it. <laughs> You're gonna have to label those. Uh -huh. yeah. Get your color coding right on our new new things. Um, no, so uh, clubs are fucking difficult. Uh, they're weird. Yeah. I, for me personally, my opinion on them, 
And again, this isn't for everybody, but like for me, I think I feel like it's a little it's way more structured as far as what you're allowed to play, not even by ownership or GMs, the fucking crowd. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You're like like I've talked to a lot of people here in town and nobody will really say for the most part that ownership or GMs are dictating <clears throat> what we can play. Right. At least where I'm at on Rainy. I, I yeah. happened to a buddy of mine uh, recently, uh, and I was like, "You're really getting you're getting micromanaged right now." And he goes, "Yeah." And I won't I won't say where, but I was just like, "That's not what this place used to be." Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's happened to me. And, and mm. it, somewhat you, recently, it, and That's you could just fucking too. tell when I was watching him play. You could just tell he was not happy. Yeah. And he was trying, but he was doing what they were telling him. And I was like, "Fuck that!" But now what we get is, you know, the crowd will dictate. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they want to hear this, this, and this, it's it's a lot of, you know, people have talked about it a lot, but it's 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 the algorithm, you know, of, of Spotify you, and shit like that. Do you think it's important, though, for somebody to still DJ at a club to get that? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That experience? Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you need to, because you don't know it's not for you unless you do it and you realize right. it's not for you. Yeah. yeah. It was for me in my younger years. I had more energy at that time, and we'll get into because you wanted to talk about it. I was drinking at that time. Yeah. I was on drugs and or doing cocaine. Put it that yeah. way. I was I was doing a lot of that stuff, so I was more in that realm of that world. Not that that's what that is, but it you know put me hyper hyper into it. Right. And mm. so I was cool with it. Now, even when I go out now, if I go out you know with my fiance and stuff, we're going out to bars and stuff and hopping around. I don't have that same fucking energy. Yeah. My knees don't work the way they used to anymore. <laughs> oh, I know like, I'll try to go out dancing. I was like, man, I can't even dance like RLE no more. <laughs> like, RLE can't dance like RLE. Back in the- <laughs> no, so like with with me, and I'm I'm a year, I'm a little over, a year, I'm about a year and two months sober now. Congratulations, um, thank man. you. Yeah, yeah. man, good That's for fun. you. That deserves a clap. Hey, yeah. 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 Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. but but you know, getting sober. Um, it changed a lot, like my my thought process of of one. I I believe I play better. Okay. I play more structured. I know you know I know what I'm doing. I know when to switch right. um, genres. I know when to calm it down, bring it up way more than I, I already knew that. But when I would drink and stuff like that, like this probably think it's happened to a lot of us at our at our gigs at one point in time. We start out real strong and we ha- we're having a good night. Yeah, and because we're having a good night, we're getting fed a lot of drinks. By that's people true. or ownership or GMs or whatever, you know, it's, it's a celebratory thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. So by the end of your gig, you sound like fucking trash. I know. Mm. Like no, I've, no, I've heard no, recordings no. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me ask you something right now that you, that you mentioned that you're <laughs> send, like during this sobriety journey, yeah. you feel like you can think better and et cetera. So let me ask you this. How has your relationship with music changed now that you're sober like have you noticed any differences in your creative process i know you mentioned your think clear but like what does that look like i i play a lot more a lot heavier of how i feel yeah especially at the beginning um so at the beginning um i so was you're more expressive very very expressive in my first mm. hour anywhere i play my first hour super expressive experimental not far off the wall, but experimental in the sense of, I'm going to see what this crowd will take in. Right. Mm. So I'm playing, you know, a lot of the new, like Tyler, the creator's album, like uh, don't call me if you get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing a lot of slower chants, uh, chance the rapper, like highs and lows, which all these things have these messages, you right. know? Um, <clears throat> so I play a lot of heavy messaging in my song and in, in my music selection. That's, and I was talking to somebody recently about it at one of the, one of the bars. 
I play a lot more happy and not upbeat as far as tempo, but upbeat as far as feeling. Feel good. Feel play, good shit. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I yeah. play a lot more feel good, happy shit. Right. And the reason is because that's where my mind is. Right. You know, when it when I get into, you know, I don't I never really played a lot of trap music, um, trap hip hop or anything like that. A lot of gun toting, drug yeah. talk. The the most drug talk stuff I play is Mac Miller. Oh. You know, mm. and that's because that's my guy. And yeah, yeah. I'm through that stuff. Easy. Through his stuff, <laughs> through his, <laughs> I get so excited. Through his stuff, I, I I've learned yeah. and, and all these things. But like popping Molly and 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 yeah. popping Percocet, that kind of stuff that was going on with like Future and stuff for a little while, I didn't like it at that time either. I think just the messaging is real negative. You know, yeah. if you like it, all for you. But like me having a, I call it having a megaphone. If I'm on stage and I have a, if somebody gives me a megaphone, I don't want to spew out right. a little. Mm. You know, you know that self more self loathing, self hurt kind of thing now i want people to be more you know and i've gotten told you know a lot of things and i hate that the the verbiage of it like it's a vibe like what you do is a vibe man like yeah. this shit's a whole vibe and i was like i wish there was another word man so do you think the your music selection and the way the audience receives your uh performance your, your performance right. now is better or do you think it's still kind of the same it's deeper I think okay. I think I think the way people take it in now, especially people that I've known, take it in a lot more. Like they understand it more. They, yeah, they, especially the people that know you. I I suppose mm -hmm. right. And yeah. So if 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 there's a, a person that doesn't know you, uh, let's say they're coming in from out of town, mm -hmm. they go into placeholder. It's the first hour that you go in there. What are they going to experience? Ooh, first hour placeholder. Let's say like a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah. Um, man, you're. Uh, a lot of not throwbacks, but more of kind of like touching base of you're going to get to know who I am. I see. Um, and it's not even really on purpose. It's just kind of what I do. Yeah. That first hour is kind of my introduction every time anywhere I play for the most part of who I am, if, yeah. especially if we're going to have people, especially if I'm put out in the uh, in front on the front patio and I'm facing the street and you can see me. Yeah. If I play that same day at placeholder and I'm inside, I play differently. Uh, just being 10 feet away. And so because I'm on display, I'm showing you a lot more of, uh, of who I am yeah. by the, by what I'm playing. And also like, because the times that I play, me and Arlie just switched recently cause I'm doing the, uh, the pool brunch, but I would play six to 10 on Saturdays and two to six on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And for me during that time, it is not time for you to pop a Percocet to, yeah. to, to shake that, that, that wop, all these things, <laughs> that you know, <laughs> Um, can you shake them? Yeah, you can shake it. It shakes it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's an air dry. He just um, shook his wop over there. <laughs> and but but you do that and um but for me I'm trying to set a mood and a tone yeah. for a place. So what we've done at placeholder is just it, it's a really fun and upbeat vibe of what we play. Yeah. Um I think me and and uh and right we play a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Like same vibe esque it, of what we're trying to do. It's and, funny because like when we when we had the switch times, I'd be coming in, this dude's just dropping some dope shit and I'm I'm like, man, how how am I gonna follow this up? And <laughs> and it's it was always like that. I'm like, all right, let me see if I can keep the vibe going. Without, you know, he's got like, you know, a couple people in there. So it's like, I was like, don't lose these people. I don't wanna, I don't uh -huh. lose them. Yeah. When I played after you at a South by, mm -hmm. I was like, man, how the fuck am I going to follow this? Really? Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's, it's trying to keep that energy with the same type of like, yeah. like the music, like for me, like that's one thing that I think I appreciate the most about you is that you stay true to yourself mm -hmm. and like the music that you play, it's like 
fuck, like I wish I could play that. But then like in my head, I start thinking like. It's exactly what we are, talked are, about are, last are, episode. Are people, people going to like judge me for playing not the typical top 40 shit and, you know, hanging around you more and playing after you. Um, I've just told myself, I'm like, look, I want to play the shit that I want to play that I think is good. That'll keep people here, whether they're dancing, whether they're by like. Hanging yeah. out in their seats, like shaking, shaking their wallet. Yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> you're gonna you make me cry over here. But 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 <laughs> no, I mean, that, and it, dude. Oh, so the 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 door guy at Clive, mm-hmm. one that brings his uh his little oh uh, Troy, synth, yeah, 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 Troy, that's my dude, boy. We, Shout out Troy, bro. Me and Troy were going on like this whole like conversation just about like it's funny because like about how much we appreciate you, and I was like, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, he just does his thing, and and people fuck with it, and like he just he. And then we were, he was bringing up the hundred dollar request or yeah, yeah yeah shout out shout out boy genius for for the hundred dollar request yeah. sticker so but yeah, yeah I mean I think just staying true to yourself is like one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, just being around around you and just like I appreciate playing it, the shit that's it, cool it's, it's it I've tried it, it's definitely not on purpose um, per se like it wasn't pre thought out like I'm just gonna do me fuck everybody yeah. I wish I had that fucking mentality I don't. Same. I don't in particularly care what crowds think about me, especially where I'm at, like on Rainy, mm-hmm. um, because after all these years there, I understand that street. And it, at least in my viewpoint is yeah. I'm never going to lock anybody in here all yeah. night fucking long. Mm. That's there's a really no, important thing to realize. There's no way it's going to happen. Clive, yeah. anywhere I freaking play. When I was playing at Bungalow, nothing. We, like, oh, you, you understand that there's, you know, there's a lot less now, but there's, you know, 20, 30 bars, you know, 15, 20 bars on right. the street. I try, I always try not play. I try to put myself in the mindset of a patron, somebody that doesn't, you know, know me or, yeah. or, or anything or just somebody. Oh, it's coming, like their first time on radio. Yeah. Coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. You want to fucking see everything. So yeah. my goal is to try to keep you as long as I can. Right. Yeah. But I'm reading the crowds. Um, I'm playing stuff that I, that I enjoy, that I know. I, I play a lot of music that I've, what I, what Boy Genius would say you lived with. Mm-hmm. I lived with this music. Mm-hmm. So that's when people see me when I DJ with no headphones all the time. They're like, fucking how? I was like, I know these songs. I know like, my music. I know yeah. this shit like yeah. the back of my fucking hand, man. Like, I can go take a piss. I know what verse we're on. I know I got this much time. Yeah. And I'll, I did it yesterday. <laughs> I walk up. I go take a pee and, and I walk back in and just, you know, walk casually. And right when I walk through, because I have all my plants and shit that I like up there. I walk right through my plants and I go right it's up. And I and, and, and walk. <laughs> it is a barricade. And I walk right to the turntable. Right from peeing, go and pop in the next track and it blends. And these people behind like, what the fuck? Where did you just come from? <laughs> and I was like, I just, I have, it, I, know I have this stuff set yeah. up. It's here. Um, but no, I, I always try to play what, what makes me happy. Cause if it's not going to make me happy, why the fuck am I doing right. it? I've, you know, <clears throat> I played quinces. I played every kind of, I played funerals. I played every, every kind Damn. of. I played every DJ'd one. my brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, oh. I did. That's right. Yeah, he DJ'd my yeah. brother's wedding. I've DJ'd every event and everything you can fucking think of. I've, yeah. I've always said yes to everything. It's kind of mm-hmm. my goal early on was to be uh, kind of a jack of all trades, but I wanted to be extremely dope in all realms yeah. of, of styling of DJing that I could do. Yeah. Um, and that way, you know, I figured I was like, all right, if I do that, I can play anything. Which it benefited me now. It it. I'll think it benefit. I think it benefits because I've been playing for 16 years, still staying consistent and still yeah. and and still making money and making a living. I mean, I have the biggest shows or uh, 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 what is it? A monarch uh, uh, marquee, marquee, yeah. marquee with my name on it and all this shit. 
I don't what it, uh, I don't need it anymore yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 do you feel fulfilled as a DJ? I I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Ice T said it recently. I saw it on a, on an Instagram reel. Whatever. Ice T referenced what Rock Kim says. Says some some of y'all need the shine. I don't need it because I already got the light. Right. That's right. Yeah. And and it's like I already know. I'm at a point now. I know, and I say that meaning I know what I've done. I know what I've proven. Like I I. I have a lot more to prove. I'm always wanting to prove more and more that I can be that top tier. I can yeah. be what, you know, that level with Zach and Espinosa mm-hmm. and the, what, what my gods are. Right. Um, which are super kind and sweet people, too. Um, I got to talk to Espinosa during South by for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Nicest yeah. fucking guy I've ever yeah, met. I was shocked. And I went up to him. I talked to him for like maybe 30 seconds. Nice. Like, nice. Yeah. I'll, always, I'll be hanging out with them in San Antonio on the 25th. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. talk to them. Anytime I meet any of those guys, I don't talk anything about DJing. Yeah. 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 I just talk about life. I yeah. ask them, them about their kids, their wives, their families. Yeah. Oh, they're like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I care about you. Not yeah. just, I know <laughs> the other shit. That's cool. Care about I you. I see what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I want I like getting in people's minds more. Yeah. Uh, and understanding them as, as as humans and how they deal with this throughout all it and then the struggles and the, and the hardships in their head. Um, and that's why we want you here because yeah. we want yeah. to know so, you. So, yeah, so I want to pivot to something. So we're yes. talking about, like, how you you talk to DJs, you know, about their personal experiences because we already see what they could do. Mm-hmm. We see what mm-hmm. you do. And it's amazing how much stuff you've been able to accomplish on your own. And so with that said, what was that, turning point for you because i don't think a lot of people still know that you are on this journey of sobriety and bringing you on it was one of the things i had asked you about is if there's anything sensitive that you don't want to talk about we'll leave that out but we definitely want to know your journey like what was what was that like how what has this been like for you and what was the turning point for you it it was last south by not this past not this recent one but the one last 2022 2022 Um, so I, I put on a lot of shows every South by I'm very passionate about it. Um, my goal was always because it happened for me here and it's through Abe and through TSL that they, they allowed a platform for me to, to be a part of and to speak and to, to make my own way. Them and, uh, uh, shout out, uh, Mike of mischief magazine, uh, old school mm-hmm. mischief magazine, dirty bills. Um, he, you know, I, I reached out to him during a South by and I wanted to put on for his mischief, uh, party that he did at parlor room. Mm. And I mean, when I say I, I sat there and I worked on that set for, you know, my ex fiance was pissed because I didn't want to go anywhere during South by, I wanted to work on this set and I only had yeah. an hour set. Yeah. But so my goal during South by's are to create an atmosphere and to create a place where I can let people play. Yeah. And I book only DJs. Um, thank not, you by the way. No problem. Not, <laughs> on, not only DJ, I like booking artists and things too. We actually have, uh, uh, hip hop showcase on the 26th at uh, at placeholder. We have a lot of great artists from um, da- uh, Dallas Fort Worth area mm-hmm. that are coming in town. That is really cool. Um, but I, I would put on these shows during South by at different venues, but mainly at placeholder. I did it at Parlor Room and stuff too. But doing that, I'm doing it's about 11 days, right? Seven, about 10 days, r- roughly of actual being there and every day is from 11 at 11 a.m to about 3 a.m and mm. i'm at the bar all day Yeesh. i'm on that street all day yeah so last year i was i was taking care of three bars uh at certain times mainly two but about three bars and um they're all on the same street and a few uh other places too and i remember before that hit i i you know i was already you know i was already i 
drinking, obviously, um, already um, as far as in my daily life or work. Um, but I was also using cocaine a lot and things like that. And uh, and for that, I remember I hit up my dealer and I was like, yo, I got a long week. Mm. And I just bought a shit ton of bags of Coke. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, and for me, it wasn't because I wanted to be high because I wanted to fucking feel good and ah, yeah, I'm partying. Hell no. I, I was doing that shit to survive in my yeah. mind. Mm. And that, that was my reasoning, um, reasoning for it. I was like, I need this in order to get through all my shit and get through all these gigs and get through these late nights yeah. and be all right. And it, it was just, it was a detriment to it. It, it was hurting it. And I had gone through a lot of bad, um, downward spirals through it um i wasn't in, i wasn't in therapy or anything at the time uh so i was battling a lot of shit my parents dealt with a lot where i would call them on long trips and i'm just you know just letting everything out and i'm like sad i was suicidal at the time um over the years i've i suffer from depression mm. um i have real bad crowd anxiety too surprisingly um i have a tough time being in in, in big big crowds um in the middle of them but at the by the end of that um, by the end of that South by, it was like, uh, I had spent about a grand on, on cocaine in one oh, week, man. spent about a G on it. And, uh, and, but ap after South by it happened, I thought it's like, all right, it's going to stop. No, I didn't slow down. I just kept going. So it was becoming week after week of, you know, seven, $800 a week in cocaine. Wow. And wow, then on top of that. I was with a buddy of mine and, you know, we both, you know, did it and did bumps every now and then, whatever. So I did it and I took the wrong bag and it ended up being ketamine. And I liked it way too much. Like, wow. I remember standing there, I was like, man, I've done some coke, but man, this shit feels good. And he's like, what bag did you do? And I was like, well, that one, the one that had more in it, because I didn't want to, you know, use up that one. He's like, that's the wrong bag, man. And I go, oh my Fuck. God. So, you know, about a month after that, I was using ketamine when I could get it, you know, I was yeah. trying to be smart, not do it too much, but I was getting, I mean, and there was a point where I went to a gig, I went to a venue that one morning, cause I played there that night before and a guy showed up, the place was locked up and we were waiting for somebody and he showed up, uh, this random guy showed up, he was an artist and he's like, yeah, I'm coming to pick up some of my paintings, whatever. And he goes, Hey man, you want to take a bump? This is like set, like 11 in the morning. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. He goes, well, but it's, you know, special K. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. And 11, and at that point, like, I was just doing this shit because I was like, oh, this is how I, mm -hmm. I function and I run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't healthy. I didn't look healthy. I didn't feel healthy. I felt worn down. My spirit wasn't happy. I didn't, yeah. you know, and I had one really bad night and a blowout with um, with my fiance that I just went, I had a real bad downward spiral and I have a lot of love and a lot of respect for her and, and I owe her a lot for sticking with me through my sobriety and yeah. through me getting clean and everything, I have a very wonderful and, and loving partner and I'm very, very fucking lucky. That's good, man. Um, I don't think, I'd, I wouldn't be able to to be where I'm at and be sober if I didn't have her kind of by my side. Yeah. You know, we all have our tough times and things <clears throat> like that, but still, it's like, I'm glad I had somebody to come home to and a partner that, that cared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once that happened and then when a uh, place had gotten rid of my GM, you know, for no reason, and uh, that what we felt was no reason. Like I just had a real bad sp uh, downward spiral that night. I tried to burn the place down. Damn. I was uh, I was at a gig. I was at my gig, playing, and I fucking was setting trash cans on fire. Holy wow. shit! Yeah, nobody was there. It was dead, and it was just me and the staff. But I was setting trash cans on fire, trying to. They kept trying to put them out, and I was just screaming and yelling. And I got kicked out of like three Ubers that night. 
Um, you know, wow. my, my fiance kicked me out of the house. I kept coming back, you know, <laughs> like I jumped out the Uber and, and, you know, wanted to go back because I just wanted to be in a comfortable place. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted to just be on the couch. I just wanted to be around This her. is on ketamine? This was on coke at this, okay. at this time. Because um, ketamine, I just go into a hole. I get like sluggish. Right. Because. Uh, All right, we did. In the emergency room, we use ketamine to. Uh, I was going to ask what that is. So ketamine, it's, like a, it, it's a dissociative right. medication. Okay. Um, You kind of, you kind of like get out of your body sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we use it to like when somebody walks in with a dislocated shoulder, mm-hmm. dislocated hip, whatever, any joints, yeah. we give them ketamine and they just kind of like, they don't, they don't, they're not in the body. Yeah. Essentially. Shit. Yeah. You feel wow. you, it, it, from what I can remember, cause it's been a while, you, you feel a little bit out of it. And for me, the very, I remember the first time, um, ever. And, um, I was on top of a wood, wood plated floor at a bar and you could just feel it like sinking. Like everything you walked was like this, just moving, mm. and it kind of felt like a like a like a weird one of those weird rooms, like a, at a carnival. Oh, like a fun every, room or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Felt fucking fantastic, <laughs> but uh, but don't fucking do it because because it just it gets <laughs> yeah. super super addicting. Um, and so when I had that bad night, like I just had a I'm, I'm super super hyper self aware. Yeah. And even during those times, I knew what I was. I knew that what the drugs I was doing were bad for me. Right. And I knew it wasn't great. So for me, I was like, all right. And so that kind of hit a point. I didn't get an alternate ultimatum from my, from my fiance to where like I got sober for her. Cause you should never get sober for somebody else. You need to do it for, for yourself. yourself. Mm. And, but it, her, her stuff just really opened my eyes and I talked to my parents a lot and I just made the choice and uh, shout out to my good buddy, Justin, um, who's been with me for a while. He's the one that got me into AA and it was real, real crazy. I was talking to my baby brother about it recently, uh, soon after I got sober. And he's like, I'm glad you did. He goes, we've been trying to get you an AA forever. And I wow. go, I go, what? She goes, he goes, yeah. Anytime that we would mention AA or anything, you would just get pissed. And I go, I don't even remember wow. you mentioning it over the years. And, uh, cause I thought it was like my own idea <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, I got to hear by myself. Um, but no, it was just a crazy journey and, and just it. It, it just it took a big toll over time, um, you know. To each his own on, on what you do. I don't I don't recommend it. I also don't think that everybody needs to be sober as far as drinking and things like that. If you mm-hmm. can control it and all that stuff, by all means, and 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 you can do it responsibly and not hurt anybody around you. Absolutely. I just knew when I drank, it opened up. You know what? What I saw a meme the other day that said said I love I love when the taste of beer or I love when beer starts tasting like oh I need to order my bag. <laughs> And it's oh, like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, that's fucking true. It yeah. would hit. So, um, so I'm really fortunate. I'm not fortunate, but I'm very happy that my sobriety journey, um, I'm very vocal about it. And I kind of have to be to, to be <clears throat> held accountable because mm-hmm. I try to get sober a bunch of times in secret. Failed every time after a week because like nobody knows. Nobody's going to hold me to it. So I- do you feel like, like being out there with it or, or public with it, um, you kind of, feel like you have to stay sober so you won't let us down absolutely gotcha absolutely it's it's a it's a it it, not only do i motivate myself because i don't want to let my family down anything but it kind of happened not knowing i didn't know this was going to happen but because i was so i was so vocal about it originally um at work because i wanted the entire staff of everywhere i work to know right i'm sober do not fucking serve me no i think that's super important yeah 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 Yeah. and and not only because it's like you know 
uh, not to where like I go up and I order a drink. That's on fucking me. Yeah. But they're so kind and they take care of you at right. these bars, right? Yeah. That I was, you know, every show, four hour show, I would have at least, this is how crazy it was. During a four hour show, at least, at least one bag of Coke, easy. But then, um, uh, at, at, at least, at least a 50, 50 pack, uh, a $50 bag, um, in one to two of those in a show in a four hour show. Damn. But not only that, it was four to eight doubles of whiskey a night. Damn. Wow. That was on a regular. And I DJ eight shows a week. I DJ six days, six days God. a week. Eight Did you ever a- have any, um, medical complications? Like, was there any almost near death experiences? Like, I don't know about this stuff. No, I mean, I, you can educate I'll tell you me what, on though, it too. Like at, at work, cause I, I work in the emergency room and the ICU. So I see, mm-hmm. I see people from one stage to the other. When I've had uh, people that go in from poly substance abuse, like they've they've done all these things and they're trying to sober up and all this stuff, or at mm-hmm. least right there and then, they don't have a lot of medical problems. No. They don't. Mm-hmm. You know who has a lot of medical problems? Mm. Alcoholics that are withdrawing from alcohol. Mm-hmm. They I have, don't think that is, or why is it? it I, I, think, I think from my experience in the medical, I don't know about, you know, Socially, but in the medical field, I think it's harder to with to when they go through withdrawals from alcohol than drugs. Mm-hmm. Drugs get out of your system a lot faster. Mm. So, but alcohol doesn't. Cocaine's out in like what, like two, like three days, three day, three days yeah. fully. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Weed gets out like in a month, month, month. But yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, and then so, meth- methamphetamine is like a week or so. Like the the issues, but alcohol, the, the cravings they get, yeah. super bad cravings. And they, they, their blood pressure goes fucking high. They start having seizures start if shaking. they don't get, yeah, the tremors. Wow. They start sweating. It's a, in fact, there's like this, there's like this meme or this video that I saw on social media where like it's like a a, a woman and his her husband. He's having menudo, mm-hmm. and he's fucking shaking. And the lady's telling him like like ah pero anoche anoche and you know whatever. Yeah. And people are laughing like ah whatever. And I'm looking at him, and you, alcoholics have a certain look in their face. Mm. That man has that look in his face, and I'm like, "This isn't funny." He's withdrawing yeah. from alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, and you know, you don't see that on TV. Like when no. you watch TV shows or movies, they always show the, uh, I'll say, drug addicts, right, mm-hmm. or people yeah. that use drugs as like like Smokey in yeah. Friday. They're like, right, you know, trying to shake it off, but you never see them showing that no, side of someone alcohol, no. recovering from alcohol. That's, no. I always that's think insane. A, a Ray Charles or any of those movies, like when they depict them when they get sober and, and that withdrawal, yeah. I never, I never dealt with the withdrawal from drugs. Right. I dealt with a heavy withdrawal from alcohol. Right. Uh, mm. Because of how much I was drinking. Yeah. And then not only that, like my, my fiance works for a Mescal company. So I, easy I, access. Yeah. It wasn't only because her shit's expensive. So I never got to touch it, but <laughs> I, Getting to know it, um, uh, know Mesca- like getting to understand it more with her, mm-hmm. I became like I loved it a lot more. So I moved to that. Like a, you became a mezcal connoisseur. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, and, and and not 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 super where I was super knowledgeable, but I right. like I knew what I liked yeah, yeah. and I knew enough from her. But that shit's like fucking jet fuel. Like I I don't know if it's higher proof or not than fucking whiskey, but that shit will fuck. Uh, I bet, and and it it it's supposed to make you happier and more creative and stuff uh, is what they say. That's why I I, drew, drew, I moved over to that from from brown liquor, but still, man, like I and there was a lot of times that those next days, like my 
I would just have tremors. My hands would shake. Yeah. And I already have bad arthritis in both in my right hand. So it was just, I could tell, you know, I would just put my hand out. There was a video. Pretty I had, unsteady. Yeah. There was a video I had at one time when I was coming after CRG at, at Bungalow and it was a packed night on a Sunday. And I had been drinking that day already. I drank earlier that day, but I was already like on a four hour break. So I'm on stage and I think it's nerves. It wasn't nerves. It was alcohol. And, and I have a video. I was like, what, what happens when, you know, you get a packed house and I have a video of my hand and it's just, just shaking. Damn. And, and I remember my fiance was like, you know, you like, don't post that shit. Like, don't, I was like, oh no, it's just nerves. Like it, I, I, I'm trying to show people I'm human. And I didn't realize she was, I think she was trying to tell me like, no, nah, like that's alcohol withdrawal. Damn. Like you're dealing wow. with it. And, yeah, it's some serious shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, and, and it got, there are certain points where I, you know, I had, I'd have, you know, one or two Moscow bottles on the nightstand next to me. And, wow. you know, where I was, you know, drinking, you know, at night, she didn't know. And, and I would just pull out a little glass and or watching TV. And I'm just So drinking. you were at that point where you were hiding it then? Yeah, at certain times. Yeah. Wow. And, and it wasn't it wasn't to get drunk. It was just it was to loosen me up. I never during the whole time when I was drinking yeah. and even when I was drugs, I never liked to feel out of it. I never wanted a blackout. I yeah, didn't yeah. like the feeling of blacking out. Right. I hated having to call my, my, you know, my door guy the next day and be like, yeah, so scale of one, to, and this is, this is a routine. Scale of one to 10. How bad was I last night? Damn. You know, mm. how bad did it get? And if it was under a four, I was cool. If it was above a four. Fuck. Wow. I got to think about it. And so it once, once I started seeing all these patterns, yeah. I was like, man, I, I need to fucking clean up my so fucking act. Here's a fun fact. In the hospital, we have uh, beers in the pharmacy. Really? Yeah, because sometimes if the withdrawals are too bad, too bad, yeah, that give them, yeah, that like uh, wow. we give them lorazepam and uh, benzodiazepines to to make their uh, symptoms be you know chilled out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that doesn't even work, so we'll give them a, a beer. few beers. And just, In wow. fact, they have little vodka uh, little bottles, mm-hmm. like the three four dollar ones that you see at the gas stations, wow. and it'll be a prescription by the doctor. He's, wow. he's lying the whole time. It's just them partying. The <laughs> yeah, right there in the back. Between surgeries. It's I've the, had it's a 12-hour shift. Just I got to get it in. So no. you being so vocal about this. Number one, that's, I think that's super Don't air me out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Ahí estás atrás. Throwing them back. Throwing them back. So you being so vocal about your journey, number one, in, in my opinion, that's super brave of you. Because some people don't even like to talk about um, mental health or things that are going on with mm. them personally. And for you to come out and consistently show like where you're at in in your journey i i think that's super brave and i think it's it's amazing for you to to show that and show other people that may uh be struggling with some type of issue especially you know what you went through that they can overcome this too right now with that said do you think that um that has affected i know you may not care about this but um do you think that has affected either your following or your impact in your circle, like industry circle, where they may look at you different. And and I ask this because when I had decided to not really drink anymore, I'm not saying I'm 100% sober, but... I'm I'm not one of those DJs that's out there like running to go get a shot to loosen up. You don't really drink at work. No, No, not at all, right? And so... You don't? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, well, I'm saying like for for the most part. Not at all. I'll I'll say this. As long as I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen you saucy. No, I try to stay away from shots just because I I just don't like how I feel. I want to be able to function the next day. And usually I'm with a a water bottle or my big old canteen of water. And so I've noticed... 
And maybe it was just the people that were around me at that time, but I've noticed that they somewhat treat you differently. Like, uh, hmm. you uh, kicking, ain't drinking. I don't give a okay, that. So, so I'm curious if that has now been happening to does you. It, not where I'm at. Does that happen to you at Mala Vida? Yes. But it's not just at Mala. It's at other places, too. Wow. I, well, yeah. I, the only reason I say Mala, because I can see it at Mala, not not to talk bad about it at all, but mm-hmm. that the, it, in, you know, I'm a Latino, but I'm more like Chicano. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm seventh generation, all that. But like Latino culture, like we fucking drink. Yeah. Yeah. We drink yeah, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. fucking party. Mm-hmm. And that's how we celebrate. That's how we show respect. We that's give how it, we show we, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's more celebratory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I mean by it's not like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Latinos are just fucking drunks. Like, no, no, we it it means something. Right. Yeah. That, you know, when we share a drink, exactly. we, we just made a bond. Yeah. Right? yeah it's a bond. Yeah. yeah. And I that's I'll tell you the one thing I'll say. Well, not one thing. I'll say a bunch of things. But uh, I'll say that that I miss that part, that bonding of being okay. able to do that mm-hmm. in that celebratory. It's different now yeah um but i could definitely see that more at mala like oh man come on like fucking drink with us like come on yeah i don't get that um uh anywhere i'm at uh even if i go to mala vida and and see like uh uh, like ray and uh zed rock and Mm -hmm. and akbat all those guys know like every i think i think I think I've been vocal enough to where it's trickled down. The whole fucking city knows. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, at least in the industry that, that if you know anybody that knows me, right. Once you hear my name, most likely you Cause customers of, won't. No, they won't. Yeah. I, I, I wanted my name. I want my name when you hear it to be associated with like, Oh, he's sober. Yeah. And the reason I, it, it's smart for, it's not because I'm trying to brag. I've had some people tell me like, Oh man, you're just trying to milk this shit. I was mm. like, no, it's literally for survival. If people, if everybody around me fucking knows, then I'm held accountable because I know myself right. and I have yeah. very strong will. Which is what I was asking you earlier. Yeah, so. yeah. And and like, you know, if I'm, you know, like the other day I, I, I thought about it too. I was like, man, I, because I'm around alcohol all the time, mm-hmm. around drugs all the time. There was a guy last night, like I can hear him behind me. I'm outside and he's just hitting bumps of coke for like 20 minutes, 15 minutes behind me. I'm like, <laughs> God. God damn! Wow. Like I'm just I'm like I'm fucking around it all the time. But I like I went into the cooler at placeholder to cool off, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there. I'm like, I could really fucking have a drink if I wanted to. I'm surrounded by beer. I'm in a cooler. Nobody mm-hmm. can fucking mm-hmm. see me. So I still have a lot of uh, heavy self uh, uh, control. Mm-hmm. But when I'm out, it just it helps. You have urges. Um. Yeah, it's not urges to get wasted. Or anything like the that. The celebratory thing. It's, it's more. Yeah. It's more of, of of the culture of it and the the celebratory thing. The tough thing I have again. My my fiance. She works from a scow brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Does she drink? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll be right back. No yeah. problem. Uh, she works from a scow brand, and because of that, uh, like that's her passion. Yeah. Just like music's a passion for us, right? Right. So the tough thing for me is not being able to share um, that experience with her yeah her passion for it for her to tell me her tasting notes um you know to taste it with her and tell her what i taste as a novice because the coolest thing i think for djs maybe is our partners when we do a set or create a you know a competition you know anything whatever it is right take a listen to this because you're getting fresh ears that aren't aren't you get desensitized to it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so i think that's the same with her as well maybe a little bit but that that's the thing that i have urges for is that 
um, is the celebratory thing, being able to go to a, I mean, I could still go to a bar, but being able to go to a bar and have a drink and bond with my close buddies, right. you know, uh, my buddy Chris or Drew or anything and have a beer and just a relaxing thing. Because right, right. we would do that too. We would drink and we wouldn't get fucked up. Yeah. You know, like I said, I would never drink to get fucked up for the most part. It just kind of happens sometimes. Now, is this something Normal. that you feel like you just don't ever want to drink again or you're just not ready to do I it? I can't. I can't. I, 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 I yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I've heard from, you know, people that, you know, that go completely sober. It's like, it's like once you have one or two, it's like it's like you said, it's not that you're going to get drunk. It's like the things that it's going to lead you to. Right. It's, and it's, you're just like, it's like it's like, oh, it's like I'm not worried about getting drunk. I'm worried about like waking up naked or something yeah. after doing yeah. bumps of like um, I think yeah. uh, one of the one of the one podcasts I listen to is uh, Dak Shepard's uh, Armchair Expert. You listen to other podcasts outside of this? How <laughs> fucking dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? Well, it's okay. Chris gave me permission. He's oh, like, come on. After he found out, he's like... Chris Chicken gave us permission. He's like, don't let me find Chris out. Chris gave you game. screen time? He gave you an hour of screen time? That's why I'm over here, bro. <laughs> he's in the corner. Um, but no, I mean, I, I've i heard like all those stories and I'm just like, that's that's so crazy what it's like. It's not like the effects of like what it's going to do now, but what nah, it's going to do later. It's right. what it leads to. Um, I Get your gymnastics a, in over there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Hi, ladies. One of the one of the things I wanted to ask is because, um, you know, this kind of this is like between me and you too is has I guess going like going sober. Have how's your relationships been with people uh, before and after? Um, did you lose friends? Because and did you make up with them? Uh, fun fact. Me and uh, Diggy didn't used to like. Oh yeah, we didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, we were not. We were not friends at the beginning. And I don't even know if that has anything with. No, no, it, 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 that has to do with my own ego. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but no, the things that fell. Topo Chico in, Topo Chico out. (laughs) We need to get Topo Chico to sponsor this thing. Damn right. Uh, I got the plug. Um. Uh. Just hit up Mel, DJ Mel. That's the boy. Him okay. and him, Place, actually, placement. Actually, actually, <laughs> him, him or Chori, so they're both, they're yeah. both sponsored okay. by them. I have to do that. Um, uh, shout out those guys. Uh, but um, what fell to the wayside were my dealers, pretty mm. much. Um, and But the funny, like, some of them. But, like, some of the people I would get my drugs from and shit are still my friends. Yeah. Like, one of the guys I used to get, you know, my bags of coke from every week when I was at work, he's one of my good friends. But he already knows, like, now he knows the limit. He knows, all right. So with me and him, we see each other. We hang out. Yeah. We don't do it as often as we did. Yeah. Because, and he's also cleaning up his shit, too, right. his life, because mm. he's what he's seeing with me. Yeah. And so I'm having this unintended, you know, um, effect on people around me. I have a good buddy of mine that's a DJ in town, and he's getting sober right now he's mm-hmm. uh he's in like outpatient care mm-hmm. outpatient uh uh, uh rehab mm-hmm. right so where you're not you never go into rehab but you're going to classes right. and doing these things and i in you know these people have reached out to me and be like you you know you've really inspired me to do this or you've kind of shown me that this can be done yeah um there's a a guy online dj online that has reached out to me and we keep in contact uh every now and then we reach out to each other and, and He's got. He's been getting sober too. I, I think he's still still on a good good long dry run right now. Um, and shout out to him. And I hope he is. And it's just 
this effect that I've had around me, I've seen a lot of people getting sober or wanting to, or yeah. it just sparking their mind, like, oh, you can do this. And I'm out, I'm I'm outside all the time. Yeah. I'm fucking outside. Mm. I'm all I'm at bars all the time because I'm working. And so like to be able to be around it and be able to, to get to still be sober <clears throat> and not cheat or or anything like that, like I'm I'm very for I don't know how it's it's been it just finally fucking clicked. And and yeah, you were ready. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you know, and and anybody that's trying to get somebody sober, you just encourage them, you know, as much as you can, but do not tell them they need to get sober. Yeah, do not. Yo, you need AA, bro. Like sometimes you need yeah. those, those those interventions, those hard ones. There's there's one or two DJs I know in the city that that really fucking need it. So you know, oh, yeah. res but respectfully, like right, like, right. I, I like, can come and, up with a few. Yeah, and their and their buddies have have kind of talked yeah. to them, and it kind of keeps going. And sometimes it's just having that one bad influence around you all the time. That one buddy that's just trying to live it up too much, being out, yeah. and that and that fucking happens, you know. And I yeah. want to touch up on that because I was I, I was wanting to say that I feel like, and hopefully DJs that listen to this podcast should listen to this advice, but if you are playing with a DJ or if you just go see a DJ and you want to give them a shot and they say no, don't fucking pressure don't them to. Please respect like, that shit. Don't, don't oh pressure my them to because it's like, come on, come on. Yeah. No. Ah, you're whack, weak. Yeah. I fucking hate and that shit. I hate yeah, that shit. I, I mean, I think, I think at, at minimum... I you still. should just have that respect, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, still, I still do that to Diggy. I'm like, come on. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. Then no, it, it's crazy because like. He squeezes my butt and I say, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. He, he's like, all right. You got it. Those soft hands. Um, but no, I mean, I'm even when you. Drink. <laughs> when, when you were in the process of getting sober and everything, like uh, I remember when we would play back to back and, you know, this is before we hashed everything out. I could tell a difference of when, you know, the way you conversated with me and I was like. Oh, really? Something's different about you. And mm -hmm. I and I was like, and then you started talking to me more and like, just be more open. You're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going like, I'm just sober now. And I was like, oh, there it is. I was like, that's it. Cause I was like, do you feel that you felt that there was a turn? I felt there was like a, a huge difference in the way we talked to each other. No shit. Um, this is the and first then, time I've ever heard And then again, we, we, we had still never really yeah. talked about, you know, why yeah. we didn't like each other. And yeah. then we talked about it and we were like, huh? pretty stupid i was like yeah i was like yeah i didn't know you didn't know and so but but i could tell the way you talked to me because you would just like you would keep a conversation going compared to like i think before um you would kind of like answer the question but i don't want to say you like i didn't like, expand on it yeah you were yeah. you weren't like really like okay let's keep this convo going but now it's like we, we, we won't shut we up we won't shut up and it's yeah like, it's I, like, I stopped him from going home yesterday for a good like 10 minutes he's like i'm so ready <laughs> he, he picks up his mixer and i'm like yeah but this man and i started talking to him and you just see him down. just see him like put it back down Fine. i was like all right man go home go home I, I'm sorry. And, and i was leaning on the table but i was like dude the sun kicked my ass today i was oh, like it did. It he's was already at his crazy. car he's like yeah but then the other day i'm like walking away i'm like all right bye yeah no i'm i'm my mother's I'm my mother's son like that. My mother's like that. My mother will just keep talking. And I'm just I'm like that with him. So it was funny. I appreciate you saying that. I didn't know. Um and that makes that makes more sense because I think over the last year, I forget that it's been a year. I wanted to add something though. Go ahead. And it's almost identical to the same story as him, but before uh I think probably at placeholders when we kind of just converse conversed a little bit yeah, more, yeah. but I had actually met you like twice before. No shit. Yeah. 
Don't feel bad because apparently because that happened with me and him too. What the fuck is it? What the fuck is it with me? Nah. So I had met him twice before too. No shit. And at Malavida, while everybody was fucking splurging alcohol into their mouths, that's when that's he when finally like noticed me. Because he, he looked at me like, oh. I, have too, I have too many jokes for that well, one. Well, we saw people, and this was like, I don't want to say this was like, this is like more towards the end of COVID when things yeah. had been like kind of clearing up, you were able to go out. Yeah. Dude, I see them passing this bottle around, and I look over at him, and we're just both like, no. Like no. they're trying to come up to us. I was like, no. No. I, was like, I think the, the, well, the first time I met you was that picture. Yeah. Uh, I think I had seen you I maybe a, a, once or twice. I, you know what? I had, I had talked to you once. When you were doing the tamale party. Oh, uh, yeah. Tamale party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Daddy. and then at Volstead with Alday Ray. Yeah. When I had him on. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's 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 crazy that you say that. I've had, to, I've had a few people, I think, that my relationships have gotten better with since I've gotten sober. And it, the funny thing with me and him, just to kind of, <laughs> to anybody that cares that's listening, that uh, <laughs> like, what? So the reason we didn't like each other for me, why why I kind of had a, a tiff or a barrier. Or in the popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the, the the barrier that the barrier with it was that uh, at the time early on, I, I was uh, working for Dub Academy, and I worked and I was a teacher, and then they shut down. And then when they reopened, they opened and they and they sold me on it. Um, you know, shout out to those guys though. But either way. They, uh, they're like, you know, we only want to open it and we only want to open it again with you as the lead because we believe in you. Da-da-da. And I was very, very sweet and all this stuff. So we go through our spurt, you know, we, we get the school up and running again, blah, blah, blah. We have, um, you know, uh, uh, difference of opinions of ideas and things like that. Creatively different, uh, me and me and the ownership. So we part ways. Mm-hmm. So I leave, I think it may have been, it, it's it was uh, probably took a lot longer than what I thought, but like for me, it was like the next day he <laughs> he, had, he had my position, and he uh, he hadn't been working there at all when I was right. there during that time. He had uh, I, I don't know how they got you in there. So the way that it happened is that you were there, and then I started working. I call him that company because he yeah. Uh, uh, I started working with that company, and I was doing like admin work for the other side of it. Okay, and then I was there for a couple. I was there for I think a couple weeks or months, but. They had me like cold calling and I was, was, I hated it, but um, Michael was actually the one doing, you know, the other side. So he was there for actually a a good while, but then they parted ways. And then one day they just came in, they're like, Hey, how would you like to run this? And I'm just like, what? And Uh, like, uh, and and in my head, I'm thinking that'd be dope because like, I'd love to be up there just, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to play on the turntables every day. I'm going to do that. Oh, no, that's exactly what I and did. I took full fucking advantage of that, of that, uh, that space. And, and the same thing um, happened with me is that, like, you know, they, there was a lot of promises that were broken. Yep. Uh, they're like, hey, like, we're going to guide you to get this, this, this done. We're going to help you with, you know, money, this and this. And I, I think I, I don't think, uh, I ever got any of that. Like no. they every now and then it And it be, wasn't money like money for you. It's money to to create yeah, things. Exactly. It's like well, create, you create would, experiences, you create create uh uh classes, create things like that or gear or whatever. Like accommodation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it wasn't like teaching. money like money in our pocket. Right, right, right. Yeah. And like at the time, like budgets. I'm budgets. still yeah. so I'm still so new to like Austin, I feel like. So like, you know, that's where I met Dopez because I was trying to bring cut sessions back and mm-hmm. like but I wasn't getting the help that I needed. No. So like, but if I did, if I succeeded, it would be like, oh, we all did it together. And I'm like, 
No. no. I was like, yeah. I literally had to beg you to even come. Like, what, what are you talking yeah. about? So, um, but it's funny because, like, I met Dopez that, uh, during those things. And I'd be like, hey, man, how would you like to come work? And he's like, uh, I already worked here before. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't know. And yeah. So like, and I just, all of us had been through the gambit there. I just didn't know that there was, like, those a lot of those DJs mm-hmm. that were there already knew about the place. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, you'd be well, perfect here. Because, because uh Early, early on, that's how, I mean, that, and that's also that was my first job here in the city. Yeah, is uh, instructing for them, um, and they, that's when they still had a, uh, um, what was it, a a board of directors. Yeah, at that time, it was a little bit more structured because it was still mm. a nonprofit at that time, mm. uh, kind of the way they had it structured. But Lottie La, Da, shout out Lottie Da, Lottie Da wrote the curriculum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was his. I saw cur- a lot of his stuff around there. Yeah. So his curriculum is what we based everything off of, and then I kind of. I altered it a little bit, but then we, you know, because it was really, really good, well written, and what it was. Yeah. He's got really good content out right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, very, very great stuff. Yeah. So the his, fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, his his training plans, uh, 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 training stuff was really, really great. We just had to upgrade it for the new technology coming out and right. adding little things and whatnot and uh, upgrading into that way. But um, but no, it, it was just a tough thing. But I, for me, I remember I saw him. I saw Ray. Uh, uh, I saw Ali. Um, saw him really, really, really. <laughs> Never no, thought we about that. That's a good one. That. That's a good <laughs> DJ. Really, DJ. Um, really. <laughs> he, uh, uh, I saw him playing at Pop uh, on West Six, and I was with G Nice, and he's drumming and he's cutting and all this stuff. And I, I literally, I look at G, I go, "This motherfucker." Right <laughs> and he goes, he goes, but he's good though. And I was like. He's all right, man. <laughs> and, and but but we, had, we had never fucking talked right. at that time. We had we had never conversated, nothing. It was just, it was this weird, like. Fun fact. I So when you were, when we were Do you remember that, over man? there. Oh, yeah, I remember. Because <gasps> I was. Because uh, I think wife, G said what's up to you and I did not. Because my, <laughs> my wife was like staring you down because she was like. She's like, what is he? Why is he being so rude to you? But it's funny because like I think Phase had just came out and it Phase was having all those all the cheese mess coming there. I know it was so funny. I'm like dude. these were part of my questions. It was, <laughs> okay. it was it was glitchy, so it wouldn't. My shit wasn't working, so I was like, I had to so drum. And so, um, but prior to that, I think that one of the reasons why I was so standoffish because we had met two or three times. But at, at Dub, when I'd come in, mm-hmm. and they're like, you're like, I mean, you were super nice. You're like, hey, man, something, something. But then by the third time, you're like, hey, man, what's your name? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and that wasn't on purpose. Really? Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, that wasn't no, me. No, no, no. One hundred. <laughs> yeah. and, and no, I, and if it, I say I don't know, like, to remind me your name, yeah. it's never a, uh, and this is to anybody, it's never to, like, it's never a thought out diss. Like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what? What's your name? <laughs> and that's what, and for me, I, and then I think. Richard, hi. I met you at the. <laughs> Raymond. Uh, we also talked at the, uh, what's it called? Um, the, when, when they used to do during South by the, the late night stuff and Boy Genius had performed. I put I, those on. I I had to I had to open up or something or do something I don't know yeah uh, but I remember talking to you and you had already done the Red Bull uh, three style stuff and I it was like a group of us talking and like I was trying to talk to you but I felt like you were so standoffish to me so I was like this guy hates me man I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well I parted ways with him after nationals. Yeah, I, I got too busy at yeah, I that think, point. I think yeah, I think you weren't there anymore. I think you might have not been there anymore. But yeah, I remember you came in that night and uh, we were all just chopping it. But for me, I, I was like, well, this guy probably thinks I'm a nobody. And 
So nah, that, well, that, I'm glad we're getting it all funny, off our chest. No, now. it's so funny because that, that those thought process, that, those thoughts of because uh, we all probably get that. Yeah, you know, when and we're again, around, this is like three, four in the morning. Yeah, or five in the morning that we're yeah. at. We're yeah. in the well, space. When, we're, when we're around other DJs that we feel are of a higher, not at a higher caliber, but a different caliber. Mm-hmm. Or have experienced different things, or been to different, been in di- what I like to call different rooms than I have, bigger yeah. rooms than I have. Um, we'll get that thought press, man. They don't think I'm shit. Yeah, those thoughts never come oh, through yeah. my mind about anybody. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always. It's just I'm. I hate that I get so busy at times where, and I meet so many people, and we, I think all all of us can talk about that or, or speak on that at some point. Is that we meet so many fucking people? It's so I hate. Not remembering like to keep track of yes. everyone. Yeah. Yes. I had a guy come up to me the other day. He's like, yo, Diggy, man, what the fuck is up, man? It's been a while. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I have the worst memory with it. I, I'm really terrible at yeah. names for yeah. the most part. I do the introduction like this. Oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah. This is my homie, Chris. And then I listen to the name. Yeah. And they're like, I, oh, my name is Diggy. Oh, shit. I use my Diggy. fiance okay. for that all the time. Yeah, and then, and I use just for that but, too. But then they'll go. Man, I fucking know her. We know each other. I was like, uh, okay, like, well, shit. look, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what my the fuck head is his name. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like that. So with all that said, and now we're best friends. Me and Ray are best. friends. Y'all are buddy buddy squeezing each other's booty cheeks. All we, that do. Stuff. we do. We wear short shorts on Sundays. Dude, Soft hands, motherfuckers. My, he made fun of my shorts not being short enough, so I made them short. He made them real short. It's a thigh, thigh highs. So question. So double part question for you. So what advice would you give other DJs or musicians who may also be struggling with? you know, some type of uh, substance use, right? And how can people support you in your journey? Um, man, if if you feel you're suffering, man, I, I'll say this, just just find your local AA. It's really easy to look up. Um, I go, me personally, I go to um, uh, Bolden Creek, um, AA, the little pink house. Those are the, the fucking people, man. I love it. But just 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 go to a room. Just go to an AA, rather, if it's Alcohols Anonymous or Cocaine Anonymous um, or, or any kind of battle that you're battling, right? There are meetings for it, I guarantee you. Just, if you're thinking about it, just take the step and go just once. Don't say a fucking word. You don't have to talk in these meetings. Mm. Um, it's not like they make it out to be on TV and all this mm-hmm. shit. It's fucking depressing and sad. It's not. It's very uplifting. And basically the way I like to try to describe it is being in a, in a room for me, for AA, it's, um, and it's not talking, it's not talking, not down or putting aside, but the, the, cause one of the, one of the members said it, we're all, everybody in that room is a soldier in the sense of we've all been to war and by war, we've all been to our own internal war when it comes to alcohol or drugs, <clears throat> Right. So we've all been in this battlefield, you know, you know, excuse yeah. my analogy, you know, you know, support the troops and, and, and everybody in the military. Right, right, right. I don't mean any disrespect by, by using this analogy, but but in a sense, it's our own war and battle in our heads. So you're in a room full of soldiers that have been through war mm-hmm. and they're telling you how the fuck they got out of it. Yeah. And they're telling you, you know, how they got past it, how how they worked through it or trying or trying or to work trying, through yeah. it. You know, some you know, you'll I, I've been in a room where, you know, I'm at six months there's a guy that's that's there that's been in AA and sober for 40 years. There's and he's bar- still going. And he's still going. Wow. And, there, and there's a new newcomer that's 18, 17 years old, and it's his first day in AA. Wow. Damn. And so you get this wide range of people. Yeah. And so because of that, like 
it, it just go to a room. I always recommend it. Just go and just go listen mm. and, and just hear these people talk. You don't have to participate. They'll never force you to fucking participate or stand up. When I share where I'm at, I'm sharing while I'm in my chair. I don't have to stand up and go to the front of the room because you know, public speaking is very difficult to do, yeah. but they make those rooms feel very comfortable for the most part, depending on which room you're in. Um, so anybody that's trying or thinking about getting sober, just go to those rooms and, and, and just listen. And it, and it helps out so much, you know, uh, uh, you know, try to reflect on the things, you know, what you feel your things are hurting, you know, definitely do therapy if you're, if you're comfortable with it. Um, you know, it helps me out a ton. Um, I'm on a break right now from it. I'm about to go back in, uh, and start it up again. But, uh, you know, therapy helps out a ton. I have a, I have, I have a wonderful younger brother that, that helps me as well through things like that. And I have really great friends that, that listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but that for anybody trying to get in that journey, absolutely. How to support me, um, man, support this podcast, shit, support my, hey. support, support my buddies and my friends, because what it does, it, it just helps give a platform and a megaphone to be able yeah. to talk, yeah. um, you know, supporting me, come, come to my gigs, um, you know, and come see and, and enjoy what sober teaching looks like, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or sounds like, yeah. um, you know that that's for me that's the one of the biggest ways yeah. you know just just coming and showing support and some love you don't have to be there the whole time um that always helps me out um my schedules are always on my instagram you know everything that everything social media and internet wise is just dj diggy dutch yeah. d-i-double-g-y last name t-u-c-d-u-c-t-c-h <laughs> any battles no coming up no no none at all are you retired from battling no Okay. No, I, okay. who, good. Who the fuck had just asked me that? Somebody was it you, Ray? You might have asked me. Somebody asked me like, uh, what would take me to to what would it take for me to go into a battle again? Yeah. A battle again? <clears throat> and uh, I said, oh, it was my buddy Brax. He was just in town. Shout out DJ Brax. Um, and I told him it would be something that has to be worth it. Yeah. Um, because the mental anguish or 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 uh, <laughs> I want to say torture, but that the beat down that I put yeah. on my brain. And my soul, whenever I put together a set, because it means a lot. Yeah. Um, especially the way I am with it. I, I have a lot of messaging within mm-hmm. my shit that I say. Um, I've gotten in trouble because I'm very, I, I've dialed it back a lot. But during the, the Trump era, like I was very, very fucking vocal um, about my dislike for him and all this stuff through my sets. Right. Where I almost mm-hmm. lost gigs. I had a competition where it, it's a DJ competition. My set was a anti-Trump set and I won. I won. I won that that round. That second round, we go to go do it. I get uh, my buddy is the one that's putting it on and works and is the head of, the head of that part of the company that the subsidiary sub, subsidiary of the company, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the parent company was coming through and he pulled me aside. He goes, "Are you going to do that set again?" And I go, "Yeah." I go, "Fuck yeah!" It's a mess. And again, I'm if I give me a megaphone, I'm going to speak shit that I feel needs to be said. It right. needs yeah. to be said at that yeah. moment, <clears throat> um, you know. And uh, and he's like, "Dude, can you not?" just because we have investors and mm. we're in Dallas. So, you know, you're up North, you know, North Texas. And so it's like, all right. So, you know, doing that, it, I ended up losing that round um, because I had to put something together last minute, whatever. But battling, you know, for me, Red Bull's always been my Mecca. Yeah. Um, I'm not a DMC kind of guy. Not, 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 not because I don't like it. I'm just, I'm not a Dopez. Right, right. I can't cut like that. I can cut. But I can't tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> and I can't control it as well as he right. can. Um, goldies may be a thing um, that I would like to try to enter yeah. in. It's so short and so fast and compact. 
Right. Um, I that's what makes it a lot harder for me and challenging. I liked Red Bull because even though it's only 15 minutes, it, it at 15 minutes feels like a lifetime. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, I think I did the count. If I can maybe correct or incorrect now, I probably incorrect, but close to it. Uh, nationals in 2017, 15 minutes was 48, 48 songs. That's a lot. Yeah. 48 tracks loaded mm-hmm. in 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So battling, I still love it. Good. I love to do it. it I've never done it. And I, I still, really? before I check out, before I hang up these headphones, I want to do one battle. At What'll least. make you hang up the headphones? When? I don't know. Maybe when I'm old, I'm going to be one of them old ladies. <clears throat> but you're, you're you look like you're 22, but you're not. Oh, man, thank you. Yeah, but we know we, we don't got to display the age, but you've been in it for a long time. Man, I've, I've been doing this for a minute, and that's one thing that I want to check off my DJ box is to do a battle. Aunque pierda, even if it's I sound like trash. I did like two back in high school and stuff. Yeah, mm. I still want to do it one day. It's Just a different, to get a, it's a diff, I, I feel like I would have so it, much fun with it. It's a different drug, man. Yeah. It's a different kind of high. I because, love that. Because it's, it's, it's just, it's straight up true artistry. You're yeah. speaking, you fuck the crowd. Yeah. Fuck yeah. the judge. Fucking, you know, you know, for me, that's how I am. I'm like, I'm going to say what I'm, what's on my mind and what I'm saying now. Yeah. And, and what I need to say. And, and, uh, it'd be very different now than it was prior, but, um, but yeah, man, it, it's, it's fun. I recommend it. If, if, you know, for me, again, a lot of the stuff that I've done, I've done so much. So for me to battle again, I need something that's really going to be worth my effort. Cause I will, I, I, uh, what do you call it? Um, I hermit. I become a hermit crap. This little studio thing right back here. Mm-hmm. The 2015, I lived in a room like that. Mm-hmm. It was I. It, I was working for a company that I did their their uh, their organization in their in their warehouse in the back. But they had a, the the owner was a DJ as well. He had a little studio room, tiny little room. After work, I'd be in there for like ten hours a day. After Damn. I got off of work, all the way up until early mornings, and I just I I fucking crammed myself in there and I lived in it. And I'd finish a little piece. I go back and I listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. All right, now I'm going to add this piece. Boom. All right, go back, listen to it. It's just piece by piece yeah. by piece. I love that. <clears throat> I love piece. that. It's, I, um, it's not written down. It, yeah. it, it, you know, I think Zach does his, he writes he writes his kind of Four out. color? Yeah. Mm. Four color Zach writes his kind of out and about from what I remember him uh, uh, posting about one time on sheets of paper. Mine is just, it's just pop, 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 pop. And it's, it, it's hard to organize in my brain. But and, and I wish Serato made some things a little bit easier in uh, and more useful in the um, uh, uh, in the crates area. Yes. Um, and labeling and allowing a label to to allow us to have things in order and it stay in order because um, that's the diff- that's the that's a very difficult thing about it. But man, battling is just it's one of the it's yeah. one of my favorite things, but most stressful things. I, I be- love I become, that. I become somebody different. When you said that you um, put together a set, like an anti-Trump set, mm-hmm. I remember, so I used to march downtown and protest for the whole Vanessa Guillen thing mm-hmm. that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, now I was also one of the early founders of the Nomas mm-hmm. uh, group. It's dismantled now, but... I remember seeing that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so I remember I went to um, Enchufe Radio, shout out to DJ Lamoon, she had put me on, and I curated like this whole set of like Latino power, mm-hmm. we're immigrants, we're mm-hmm. here, anti-Trump, you know, all that stuff, and 
I had so much fun putting that together. And that at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do a battle one day. But we're like it's, right in COVID. I was like, who knows when it's going to happen? Yeah, so it's it's that I admire kinda, that you, you. that you've That's done cool. that. And yeah, man, I want to <clears> do that one day. It, it's I get tingles. It, it, <laughs> it's uh, it, that's what it kind of feels like. That, yeah, that, that, that's so that, that high of like, I really put something yeah. together yeah. and it's, it's not just putting a playlist together. It's not put like, you're really, it's the, it's the, it's one of the very few times that I feel like a real, real artist. Yeah. Uh, and you're a putting real, out a message. Yeah. A journey. And, a, and, a, and a real musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I battle with that. I battle with that forever as, am I just a fucking DJ or am I a fucking musician? Am I an artist? Mm. Yeah. And because I believe there's DJs, I believe there's artists, and I believe there's musicians. Mm. As far as in even in the DJ realm, yeah. right? In our yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's no disrespect to any of those three. Nobody's above anybody. It's just different. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. uh, as far as that, I would consider myself just a DJ. I wouldn't consider myself an artist through DJing. Because uh, I don't really express myself through the music. I play music that feels good, but I don't have like a message or something mm. like that. Because mm. typically my gigs are just to literally make people shake their fucking asses and yeah. drink. Yeah. yeah. But but I have a good time with that. So, yeah. I mean, that's but that's that's just you know that's just me. Like I would. As long as you make him dance. Just, it's just to make him drink over there. That's why yeah. he's giggling. But through <laughs> photography is where I feel like I'm an artist. Oh, ah. Interesting. That's where I feel like my artistry. Okay. You yeah. know, comes which, through. Which, that's by right. the way, if you haven't booked a session with them, you need to do it because, mm -hmm. man, yeah, um, so good. But yeah, yeah. I, so I'm I'm glad you touched up on that. And like you said, like no offense to anyone, because and and you shouldn't because there's there's people like me. Like I I like to fucking play music. Mm -hmm. I like to make people shake their asses and drink. Yeah, and I have a great time with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't. And I think we've talked about this a little bit where it's like, how come people's songs don't sound the same when I play them? Mm -hmm. I think that has to do something with it because the way that you will play it. It's like a yeah. chef. Right. So it's like, I guess that's yeah. that's where where I come in short. It's like I don't necessarily express. I wish I could. Yeah, I wish I could. But then I would wouldn't feel so genuine either yeah you feel you, it's like imposter syndrome you feel yeah. like you're doing something that's not natural to right you. but i i like listening yeah. I've, I've told him i like listening to 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 you guys play because it's just so different yeah it, it I, I i always describe it as and i tell this always for young ones young young djs i go you got to think of yourself like a chef and by that i mean we all have the same fucking ingredients yeah we all have the same music now, yeah or we can we have access to it at least right and it's all about how you put those 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 ingredients together and how you fucking serve that plate. And it's like, all right, I got a bunch of ingredients. Let me throw them all together. And it's a, and it's a big old slop <laughs> on on a plate. Right. But it tastes great. Yeah. But it looks like shit. You want to make sure that not only you use <clears> your <throat> ingredients, but you you put them together correctly and you plate that motherfucker. Right. And and you you do it really well. Good presentation. Yeah. If you present it properly then it's going to go so much further. I've heard guys play the same music I play, mm -hmm. same song, same same kind of set, and I'll hear it and I go, nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And He's not because the me. song's bad. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it's not because the song's bad. It's just like, all right, there's another way you could have presented that song yeah. that would have had a, a harder right hook. Yeah. Um, so it's all about how, how you present it. Like, And using the chef analysis, it's also how well seasoned your pens and pots yep, are. Yep. Yeah. Y'all are making me hungry. I I'm am fucking I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, but it's, it's really that. Yeah. And and I, well, like, I agree. I agree. I like how you say because I forgot that you uh, you do photography as well. Yep. And so uh, I I'm getting into that world as well. Yeah. I think because uh, you just sparked something in my head where I think that I've been doing this so long, 
it's hard for me now after 16 years and where I'm at uh, to express a full artistry of in DJing anymore. So you think photography is picking that up for you? It is. It, now, it's a newfound love, now, right? Yeah. Now yeah. it is. I've been doing it for a little bit over. Uh, I started when I was still drinking, so about almost two years. Mm -hmm. But I got really into it when I when I when I've gotten as I've gotten sober. And uh, but the way I'm DJing lately, and it may be because I'm a little bit overworked, uh, stretched a little thin. Uh, maybe because I'm in in, in a uh, in a real real grown up relationship and in an engagement <laughs> and uh, and things like that. But there's times where I'm at work and this shit just feels like work. My DJ, my DJing yeah. just feels like work. I still try to be creative and fun. Yeah, yeah. And when I get those when I get those people that I that that you know bring that energy toward me, cool. But you know, on those slower ones, it's just it's hard, and I don't feel like I have as much of a creative outlet to express. Yeah. Even though I get to play seven times a week, right, right, or six, seven, or seven, eight times a week, that's a dream. Yeah. But what are you, what are you playing? Yeah. Like my yeah. my pool show on on Sunday, it's fun because you're at a pool, it's very low sound. Yeah. Very quiet, and you know, and I was like, all right, but that checks good, and I get to play stuff that I like, more loungy shit. But I'm not serving up a message with this shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just playing cool pool playlist stuff that I've created in my head that right. I'm playing out. Um, you know, placeholder, I still get to be really expressive, yeah. but once they close, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get that as much as I can at definitely not at Clive because, right. because the, the crowds dictate a lot right. heavier there. Um, parlor room, I'm on a Wednesday. I can still be expressive, but once I lose placeholder, once that closes, it's going to be hard for me. Yeah. But it, it's happened many a times. We've yeah. lost a lot of, a lot of bars over my years, um, and things like that. But photography is, is becoming... It, that outlet for sure and so the other thing i'll say to young ones is that find multiple mm -hmm. outlets, multiple of, outlets. Of, of, yeah. of expression but also because i wish i would have gotten really heavy into photography earlier on because that also benefits <clears throat> my djing yeah because i can i can you know look at mighty mike here in town with his videography that he does for clive and and his shows and his recap videos are fucking amazing and it's super, watch those. And it's super expressive and it builds his his brand more, right. so it, it's finding different loves, but all these things go into one. Yeah. You know, yeah. audio production, video production. I found a lot of DJs that have jumped into photography and stuff like that. Mm. A lot of them, uh, Lazy Boy. Yeah, Lazy, Lazy Boy, Boy got he got yeah. into it. He got real into it when I got into it. He actually went to school. He's actually going to school and classes right. for it now. Yeah, too. we we text all the time. Yeah, uh, we send messages to each other. You steal and my friend. You steal my friend. Mm -hmm. That's my friend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's always telling me like, hey, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? Or check this out. What do you yeah. think? And same thing. I, I'm i like, yo, check this out. What do you think? Because he was just like doing, he got a like pretty good gig doing uh, food photography. Really? Yeah, oh, so, yeah. So yeah, he did like product stuff. So, you know, ah, I was like. That's why he's been doing a lot more products. Yeah, he's been, been doing a lot of products. And then uh, I think he went to the community college wherever he's at in California yeah. and stuff like that. I'll be so. picking your brain on this, though, because yeah. I'm definitely dabbling into the podcast content creation. I know. I was just going to ask you, like, what what are you supplementing your creative outlet with? So I had started dabbling into production, but not production like making my own beats yet. Mine is more like remixing. Right. So I've mm. always had this thing since I was a kid. Like my I. I live for the transition. So yeah. I have a heavy ear for transition. Yeah. When I was a kid, like, oh man, that song sounds like this. That song sounds like that. And so when right now when you were talking about you find yourself just as a DJ versus right. a musician or right. an artist, <clears throat> I personally see myself as a musician because I've been told more than once that sometimes part of the reason why I'm not a 
I'm, I'm not a good club DJ is because I try to educate people too much. Mm-hmm. I like to bring in the sample and then bring in like the 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 remix. Right, song right, or right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way I started it, another outlet is creating remixes. And so I launched yeah. a um, an edit pack last yeah. year, like an album. I'm oh, working that's on right. Another, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I'm working on another one. Ray and I were actually supposed to work on one. Our schedules just haven't been uh, in sync. But yeah. And then obviously the podcast. Yeah. So those are the the two the two things I'm starting to dabble we're, into. Where a lot of what you uh, and if y- y'all haven't checked it out, check out uh, Richard's art gallery set by uh, that is by the that is the essence of who Kick It is. A lot is of it? people. I was, gonna, I was gonna fucking ask you because a lot of people listening to it. Yeah. I was like, you didn't put me onto that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, I'll she never. She, I was like, man, she never plays just any anything that you played in that I don't believe were original. Uh, as far as as far as the original track that yeah. like you can get on Spotify yeah. or whatever, right? Everything that you were playing was not only were your blends and your cuts and everything dope, but the songs itself that you were playing out were it was one track, but you were doing it, it, they were mash mashups or edits, yeah, um, per se. It, it, I because I, I want to make sure the labels are on them. A lot of it's kind of sounded like mashups, but not like early 2000s blog mashup type shit kind of right. corny mm-hmm. you were taking really dope old school beats and putting mm-hmm. new lyrics of like r&b i love doing that did stuff. you make those or were those ones you found so the, that's there was a mixture of them so half and half right so some i did find uh found or find found whatever and then what a lot of people don't know is i make a lot of my stuff on the fly Mm-hmm. So someone can listen to a song I'm playing or two songs that I'm playing. Oh man, send me that edit. This ain't it. no edit. edit. Yeah. I just made this I right get, now. I get that a lot. I get that yeah. a lot too. But the way, because I, I, sometimes you would pull to the screen and I could see your screen, uh, which you're playing. And, and I knew at certain times you were playing uh, 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 flips or edits mm-hmm. of tracks. Uh, yeah. And they were still super dope because you can tell there's a little bit more intertwined into it than just two tracks that you were doing live. But I get that a lot too. Yeah. It's like, yo, where, where's, you know, do you, you know, where's this? Where, send me that. Yeah, like, send me that mix send or, 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 or send me that edit. I was like, bro, I'm doing this. I'm making this up. Yeah. As it's I'm, gone. It's in the universe yeah. now. And I'm, I'm like this cutting it. I'm like, I'm making this yeah. up. It's as above I'm me now. Talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, out of me. That, that, um, that video, Richie's, uh, the mix I did for um, Pitbull's Globalization, mm-hmm. the very first one back uh, in 2021, those two are honestly true like to who I yeah, am. Yeah. I get labeled a lot as a Latin DJ and it irks me because oh, really, yeah, I was going to ask yeah, you that. I get I labeled questions as, for you. Oh my God. It <laughs> irks me. Cause I'm like, yes, I'm Latin and yes, I'm a DJ, but I'm not just a Latin right. DJ. And I've been told it's because it's because of the organizations you're associated with and right. all that stuff. Yep. And it's like, yes, I can play Latin music in my sleep, Yeah, but who I really am, the, the music that fuels me where I feel the most passionate is the stuff that I played uh, after <clears throat> your set at South by um, Richie's. And then that mix that I did for uh, Pitbull's globalization in 2021. Mm. Like I'm mixing Latin hip hop, R and B funk. I, all that is like, I, w- I will say anytime I see you doing like all Latin sets, mm-hmm. it, it's always really good, but it never feels like you. Cause no. as much as the, what I know you, is how I know you and, and what you've shown to me uh, in in our time together. I'm like, yo, that she's a fucking hip hop head. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, she came and played. She did a guest set with me and Leslie at uh, at placeholder on a uh, our apartment. Oh, it was room all vinyl. That's on, right. On a Wednesday, yeah. And all wax. We were doing all wax Wednesdays at that time. Uh, and uh, I knew one. I knew she had been around. I knew Kick It had been around for a while. And as far as in in the DJ realm or mm-hmm. in music or involved in it in some way. 
um, and a record collector and, and a selector and all these things. But when she showed up with her records and everything's tagged, not only tagged, but but she has her her cue markings yeah, yeah, on yeah. the records. Right. I was like, she's a fucking hip hop head, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and so when I see you doing Latin gigs um, and things like that, like a lot of Frida Friday, a lot of you know the the Mala Vida and a lot of the associations you're with, which are fantastic associations uh, um, and people. Um, I always I'm like, man, I want hip hop kick it. I want because mm-hmm. and people don't hire me for that, and I, want, I have my I want own R and B kick it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll get it Sunday. <laughs> now the see, I don't get I don't get any of that either. Dude, Nobody R and B kick just, it. Everybody just thinks I'm a, I'm a competition guy, and I never get the invites to R and Bs to, yeah. to hip hop parties, any of that shit. Like, but but uh, but I digress. But but yeah. So like, I I love seeing that side of you. When, and when I have I can. so much fun with it. I have a residency once a month and not a lot of people know about it um, because people don't gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. I have a coffee beats and breaks mm-hmm. at Spokesman Coffee. It's the oh, that's first, right. You yeah. did just start and that. The first Saturday of every <clears throat> month and I bring crates yeah. and I'm there DJing on on vinyl. And sometimes I'll switch the laptop just yeah. in case like I want to play a cool flip or edit or whatever. But not a lot of people gravitate towards that because all they know is Latin kicking. I'm yeah. like, y'all get out of that. Because, do you, do you yeah. feel and I, I have this feeling, I think I've heard it like in whispers over time from a few cats. Um, a lot of the cats that play in Mala Vida, um, they feel they because a lot of them, y'all kind of stay in the same not on purpose, but y'all stay in the same circuit a lot. And, you know, shout out to Gabby and the empire that she's fucking built. <clears throat> but a lot of y'all play at a lot of her places, right? Mm-hmm. At the Quero Mucho, at mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mala Vida, at um, Gabriela's. Y'all play a lot of it. Do you, do you hear it within that, in that group? Like a lot of y'all feel like y'all are being pigeonholed as just Latin DJs? Yes, and it's because of the crowd. I have. I think. I think Cortez spoke about that um, in this podcast he did for Kino. Because mm-hmm. Ortiz told I me think, about I that think, personally. I think yeah. he talked about that. The, her crowd, and it, it's not anything on Gabby. It's just yeah. that following is heavy and true to Latin music. Yeah. Bad Bunny, this play Bad Bunny all day, all the time, and Peso Pluma is now the new Bad Bunny. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you this real quick. When I the the last time that I played at Poppy C, which is her monthly yeah. Latin gay night, and I'm the, and we went to Rain. To rain on Ford. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, so it's going to be Rain's crowd along with Malavida's crowd. So I'm like, all right, I could finally get away with a little bit of English queer music. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play some tracks off of Renaissance. I'm going to play some Madonna. I'm going to mm-hmm. play some. And you play with Enrique, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And even if I try to dabble into that, they will get a text. They'll say, wow. they'll they'll text Jason or they'll text Gabby. Hey, whatever. What happened to Latin music? People will complain, what? and so then oh, they'll come for to real. Yeah, and so we're on a group text. Myself, Eric Styles, and um, Jason and Gabby. Oh, Eric, sorry, Eric yeah. Styles. Not and Eric, and we'll get we'll get that text like, "Hey, can y'all stick to Latin music?" And I'm like, "Fuck, man, it is so annoying That's because crazy. Yeah. because I'm I'm not trying to dictate like, hey, now we're at rain. I'm gonna play more English music, but it's like 
I'm in a flow. Like, like just I'm, let me be. Exactly. I can play some Beyonce and go straight into some Guaracha music mm-hmm. and then go into Bad Bunny, play some Peso Pluma and mix it with Madonna. Like, y'all give me some time. Right, right, but right. people are so quick. Her yeah. following is so quick to Dog. text her hmm. or text the assistant. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, play this, play that. No offense that. on my voice. I didn't mean to do it like that. But no. <laughs> it's all right. We sound it, like, that. what the fuck? What the fuck? No, it, 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 that shit drives me insane. So there was yeah. a point, and the reason I asked, because there is... Again, I'm very Chicano, as my my fiance will tell me. I'm not I'm not Latino. I'm Chicano. Uh, <laughs> she tells me that all the time. But I'm also I'm not Mexican. I'm Chicano. I yeah. I I have this weird relationship with Latinos in in Texas, especially in Austin. Um, I am of Latin descent. I am Mexican. I'm also Canadian and French. But I I love my Latin culture. I love mm-hmm. Latin people. They do not love me back. Why do you think that is? Yeah, why? I don't speak Spanish. Again, I'm seventh generation, seventh, eighth generation here. So it's right. not it's not like I'm against it. I've tried to learn. It's very difficult for me to learn. I'm still attempting to learn. But it's it's not, I, I can play Latin music, um, all different types. I have a little bit tough time dictating the difference in genres mm-hmm. and little ones like, uh, like say, Norteños, Popangos, mm-hmm. uh, uh Corridos, mm-hmm. if I say that correctly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, I've gotten requests heavy for corridos. I don't know. I can't tell you what a specific song of that is, right. but I'll right. hit it. I'll play a song, and they're like, that's it. And I was like, fuck, okay. okay. I'll play something else from that artist, and it's not that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And it's, and it's, it's the, the language barrier a little bit. But I've done really great Latin nights before or Latin shows at yeah. Latin places and things like that. Um, but the disconnect when they start not liking me a lot is anytime they come to request and they come to talk to me, they'll they'll talk in in Spanish to start, which is fine, mm-hmm. um, you know. And that that's your native tongue, that's your native speak. Absolutely, I'm not going to tell you speak to me in English. You right. know, we're in the states. Have, fuck no. Yeah. But once I speak in English and I tell them, I was like, no hablo. I don't speak any Spanish. I'm sorry. I go, but can you tell me in English mm-hmm. or can you write it down? Mm-hmm. I get so much kickback and that's and, crazy and anger. Mm. And and all that stuff and, but same thing. I I dabble in I when I play Latin stuff or Latin things. I love to do uh, hip hop and Latin. The the yeah. probably the best received that I've ever had because I've never played for for at Malavita or for Gabby, so I haven't had to deal with that crowd yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played at Volstead, <clears throat> and when we did it on Sunday nights after uh, La Cruda, when mm-hmm. La Cruda mm-hmm. used to be over there, mm-hmm. yeah. So that crowd, I used to get that a little bit, but they were. That was a mixed crowd, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You would get a little bit more mixed. So yeah. I would that when you're saying about uh, um, Beyonce, I would go from uh, a 70 BPM something masor that's mm-hmm. double time. Oh yeah, yeah. Into fucking diva. Right. Like mm-hmm. I have these dope fucking ways of doing this shit, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, man, just take it in. Yeah. But but the Latin, like it, it's that too. It's rather I'd get pigeonholed when I was playing Latin stuff. All right, you're a Latin DJ. This is all you are. It's like mm-hmm. not. And I go, I couldn't be because I don't have enough repertoire of that music and I didn't live with it enough and I'm not going to, you know, fake it. Yeah. I go, I'm going to play you what I know. And I'm more of a cumbia guy. Mm-hmm. I know cumbia pretty well. Um, I know, you know, I know the rhythm. I know the patterns. Right. I know the artist. I know that way more. Yeah. But when it got into reggaeton and that pushed heavy, my, my cumbias didn't do shit for people. Yeah. And that now when you go and I'll see Sus- uh, Susie and then they're playing, is it, is there not like a, there's a name for it. Uh, it's like corridos and stuff like that, but it's old school, 
like Norteño type of stuff. Maybe? Kind of. I forget the name that she has for hmm. it. Leslie knows it. Um, but it's very like uh, regionally specific, mm. and so it's hard for me to play. And, and so I just backed out. Yeah. I was I was pushing cumbias and Latin music in a lot of my sets, especially on rainy, and I just yeah. backed away from it because I would get bombarded right away. Now, mm-hmm. especially once Bad Bunny happened. And you know, I love his music. I think he's great. He's I think he's a great artist. I think his his uh, audience is just very very aggressive. Very. Yeah. To say the fucking least. And I'm yeah. saying that nicely. So very, I was I was I was DJing a lot at um Gabriela South and downtown as well. And Taquero Mucho, so I, I would I would do those those little four. I I didn't get to DJ at Malavida, but uh in the beginning, in the beginning of Gabriela South, I used to love to go play there because uh, I would play a lot of music that I like. Like, for example, like I would play like Luis Miguel. I would play like uh, yeah. Magneto mm-hmm. and, you know, like like uh, who's uh, Faye, Mi Media Naranja and shit like mm-hmm. that. You know, I, like stuff that I grew up with, you know, because my mom or my tias yeah. would listen to. So and there was... Hey. hey, I got to yeah. remix that one. Yeah. Um, I it. Yeah. Uh, so I used to play that stuff and then a lot of a lot of the people would appreciate that uh, because they, you never hear that shit in, in oh. any place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the crowd started coming in and demanding more of the Bad Bunny stuff mm-hmm. and shit like that. And then I feel like the the place changed. It did. Um, I think uh, which which at least it, what I felt because I was right. outside. Which is which is great. So, like it, you 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 got your business and everything, everything evolved. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. However, it started evolving more into a club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I see there's like lights and bottle service and stuff. When it used to be the restaurant, you could go and chill with. Yeah. yeah. Once it so, once it turned club, right. once that area, and I think that what we were talking about earlier kind of come back around to it. Once it became kind of more the club yeah. area of things is when I got lost in it. I was like, or it lost me. Yeah. When, when it when it came yeah, to, yeah. came to those those things that I grew like, up, like I couldn't evolve with that. I couldn't either. I couldn't because mm-hmm. because then people were getting upset if I didn't have a specific song. They would really get upset. They get mad. There was this yeah. one guy. Uh, who came up to me and he asked me for a Calibre 50 song, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea who Calibre 50 was. And and he I knew he was a little bit drunk, but he looks at me like like you don't have Calibre 50? Yeah. Like angry. Fuck. Yeah. And and he walked out. Yeah. And oddly enough that was the last song of the night that I was playing. So then they put the house the house radio on and mm-hmm. they put a song and then everybody, song? everyone was like, "Ah, sorry, Shazam." It was Calibre 50. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. That was yeah. kind of like. It's a separation. Yeah. Like I got disconnected because, yeah. you know, or before yeah. I, I would, I would could play mana. I could play just jammy stuff like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Of yeah. course you throw in your bad bunny. Of course you, yeah. you throw in that. that but like you wrong. said, chill. It's going to yeah. come. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah. And it's, and you cannot Rest tell them. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot tell them anything you cannot tell them you don't have it you don't know who that is because they get so mad right. i did a king said a few months back and the same thing um and i knew what i was getting into this was a a, a king said my very last king said for the record uh, my very last king there it is um this was in the outskirts of san antonio and oh yeah yeah you told me about yeah, that yeah and this guy came up to me he goes hey can was you it play- in divine or something yeah, yeah he's yeah. like hey can you play some tejano i was like which one he's like well you know tejano i was like i don't listen to tejano i don't like tejano he he looked at me like 
are you fucking crazy? And he's like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from San Antonio. He's like, and you don't like Tejano? I was like, no, yeah. I don't like Tejano. So if you want me to play Tejano, you got to give me something. I can't read your mind. He got so offended and walked out. Next thing I know, I viene la mama, the one that hired oh. me. She's like, can you play some Tejano? And I was like, yeah. What kind of Tejano? Yeah, she's like, want? any Tejano, I don't care. I just need them off my back. And I already knew what she was referring wow. to. Yeah. But that shit, like, happens <clears throat> more often than not. Part of the reason why I also started gravitating towards doing other projects because mm-hmm. I hate being labeled as a Latin DJ because that's really? not, that's, I, I hate that because it, it's, you know, who's a Latin DJ and a really badass Latin DJ, uh, Danny Ritmo. Oh yeah. He is amazing. Fuck and yeah. for, and yeah. for me and spicy too. And spicy. Yeah. yeah. Because they really like encompass all areas yeah. of that. And, and that's not to say that I can't. And they MC like it too. Exactly. Dude, they're MC. Exactly. I, I remember I tried to hire uh, Danny one time for uh, this wedding I, I was going to do. Um, and there, I think they were, they were also one of the groom was from Zacatecas, but like, their Spanish is just so on point that yeah. I was like, I need somebody like I could do it, but I was like, it's going to be a little bit, right. you know? So it's funny because that night that you met me yeah. <laughs> for the first time, the first, it was the first time. Well, I had, I had been, <laughs> I was, uh, I was talking to, to Danny Rimo, right. And we're talking and this, it was, I don't even know if we were talking about DJing or not, but my border town slang just fucking comes out because, yeah. you know, I know he's not from the border, but he was telling me, you know, where he's got family and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> very good. Um, and and then he looks at me. He's like, "Bro, where are you from?" And I was like, um, "From Laredo." He's like, "Ah, that's why." He's like, "You, because I I could hear it when you talk." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah," and I can hear it in you when you MC because you're he's really quick with yeah. the spanish stuff like he just sounds like a fucking latin dj yeah i, I yeah. remember it's funny because like we actually ran into each other at uh one of the austin fc games yeah but when he started talking to me he, it was in spanish at like some point and in my mind i'm like oh okay so i started talking back to him in spanish he goes he goes wait you speak spanish i was like yeah <laughs> wait who is this i missed uh, it i was Dan- uh, danny ritmo danny ritmo we we're oh, talking yeah. about like really good latin djs yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, Crazy Mix is a really good Latin DJ. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He takes pride in being called a Latin DJ. Yeah, I was going to say, that label, you got to be real careful. Yeah. Like, uh, I I have a tough time with with that. Um, if, if when they label just random people label yeah. that, you that, or when people label just female DJs. Right. I get real mad at that myself. Really? I think, I, the, reason, yeah. the reason why, the only reason why, because... Um, I get upset with the term. This is just me. Again, it's all per- personal preference. But I don't like when people call female DJs female DJs. I believe y'all are just DJs. I, I'm with him on that. Hmm, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't care about labels a lot. I really don't. Yeah. You can call me whatever you want. Whatever. Um, but the term female DJ, I, I don't like it. Really? I don't, I don't yeah. like it at all. Because... I, it, 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 I got here. It makes a separation. Yeah, mm. it separates, and I hear it from Le- like from from my fiance from Leslie, like she DJs as well, and it's like, no, I'm a fucking DJ. Yeah, I'm not like, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just a male DJ. DJ. So anytime yeah. I put on female pro events, right? It's oh, it's it's just it'll you know I won't say ladies' night or something. Else. We say it some other way, but you know it's the best DJs that so happen to be female. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know it, it's something of that nature. It's hard to say because yeah. it's not like male DJ, right? No, it's not like why are you a female? Yeah. Well, the yeah. reason why I feel that or way, you're good. You're good for a girl. You're really oh, good I hate for a woman. That. So I hate that happens that. to me at right work. Hook. Oh, you're a male nurse. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm just a nurse. Yeah. No, nah, bro, you call yeah. me a merce. You know right? what I'm saying? Merce. Like, <laughs> like so that that's where that's where it comes from for me. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like we're all fucking nurses we're all the same. here. We're all saving the yeah. same shit. So I, I heard that before with uh, a radio DJ. Yeah. I heard that from a radio DJ. I will not say his name uh, on oh, the yeah, podcast, yeah. but I heard this from a radio DJ who was trying to get me on their radio station. And he was like, because I've never heard anybody that plays like you. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. He's like, um, for a girl. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And he goes, I've never heard a girl play like you. You know, like usually, like, I don't know. Like, I've, I think he was trying to say, you know, girls, like they usually yeah. don't play that good. Right. And I'm like, but I'm like, oh, whatever. But anyway, with that said, Diggy. It has been a pleasure <laughs> chatting with you. Yeah, it has been a pleasure learning about your journey. And bro, this is fucking great. Like, yeah, hopefully, this is a lot. Maybe really, we need to have a part two. We're like I, over I, two, two and a half hours yeah, of content. I'm, so this I'm, is down great. To, I'm down to do a part two. I have a lot of shit Hell to talk yeah. about. Hell yeah. We'll definitely do that. I want to do a quick five. Yeah, for sure. We, we do this with all of our okay, guests. Okay, cool. So quick five is just quick one answer. What you think? All right. All right, let's do it. Coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee. Cats or dogs? Cats. Books or movies? <laughs> movies, but I want to be books. All right. Okay. <laughs> Board games or video games? Ooh, I've been getting into video games lately for the first time in 36 years, but I, I prefer more tactile. Like, I like chess and shit a lot more. But really? I've been getting into video games to escape after yeah. work more. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a new new journey for me. I was never a video game guy. I was always more of a board game. But, board game? But I'm getting into video games very heavy. So. Okay. Last two. This might not have been five. I got two for him. Okay. Oh, yeah. Serato or wax? Like, true wax. Oh. Oof. It's a tough one. I'll say Serato. Serato. The reason why, only only reason I'll put behind it, there's just so fucking much and yeah. so much creativity you can do. Rec, like I watch No Kids all the time. One of my mm -hmm. best he friends. Is insane. Fucking insane and amazing. But there, he can do that on Serato as well. But then so much more if he wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. So. I, I I love wax, but as performance wise, I would always say Serato. Last but, but one personally, I like I like wax. Last one for me, and I'll pass it on to you, Chris. Requests or no requests? Oh, fucking no requests. <laughs> Go for it, Chris. If it's a good if it's a good one, and you got a hundred dollars, I'll take your request. Exactly. All right, brother. <laughs> capture one or Lightroom? Ooh, Lightroom. Oh, Lightroom. I use Capture One. I I, I I will get into Capture One eventually. It's a photography software for any DJ yeah, yeah. nerds that aren't that don't know. Uh, it's like between Serato and uh, and Tractor or Serato and yeah. Rekordbox. It's the same idea. I will probably get into Capture One because of the tethering abilities. Yeah, uh, with live shooting yeah. when when I start doing. So I use that. That's why that's why the screen's here. Because I tether it to the laptop and then HDMI there, so when I shoot my clients, they look at it. Right. Do you away. feel it's way better than 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 Lightroom? It makes that? yo, it makes me more money when this setup because it looks because more of the tethering. Tethering. Do you do your editing in, in Capture One or in Lightroom? No, in Capture One. Really? Yeah, I think it's I think it's far superior. Even with the new uh, the new denoise that just came out um, with Lightroom, I actually I use a plugin in Photoshop to denoise. Really? Yeah. There's a whole. Did you, you heard about the whole yeah, yeah. brand new thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then I transfer out but, to to Photoshop to. But I, I will pick your brain after this eventually because yeah. once I start getting into the uh, professional side of it, which yeah. I'm I'm starting to really soon, I'm trying to figure out my peripherals. 
on oh, what okay. what exactly yeah. I'm going to be using. Is it going to be Capture One? Is it going to be Lightroom? Yeah, I've been with Lightroom right now because it's what everybody uses. Right. Kind of like Serato, everybody yeah, yeah. knows. But like shit, what can what can Recordbox yeah. do over there? So yeah, I've, I've been very yeah. interested in Capture and One. And second one, natural light or off camera flash? Natural light. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of natural light and trying to make your exposure work for even low, low light shots. OK, I get some really fucking dope low light shots that'll pop yeah. out of nowhere in a club. What camera are you using? Uh, Fuji, uh, Fuji X100. V. OK, yeah. So I have I have some really dope ones. I'll show you uh, once we get off about uh, that. I've gotten I always try to capture in the moment. Uh, in that lighting setting yeah. because I see a lot of guys that are out and it's more for like promo for yeah. the, uh, for the bars and stuff like that. Well, I made my mic sound real nice now. Now it's <laughs> real good. Um, but uh, a lot of the pho- photography looks the same to me, the light. Cause it's all, Oh, it's, it's all on, uh, uh, on camera flash, right. Yeah. They're going, that's going up. Yeah. So it's always well lit. It's always posed. It's always right. a, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. And so for me, it's like, all right, they're good really sharp photos because right. you're shooting with a uh, uh with a sony uh sony a7 IV or whatever mm-hmm. you know the latest shit yeah you're gonna fucking nail your your focus all the fucking time i like the imp- in, in impurities right more so myself it also gives you a little bit more wiggle room to not yeah. be perfect all the time but it's really interesting and, and creative wise just like djing in a sense it's really creative to yeah. be able to to or I found more creativity in trying to work with low light yeah. and stuff like you having these two these red and blue like a, the shots i took right before we started are going to come out pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Like instead of just overhead flash that I get, yeah. you know, so, but, but you can do some dope shit with, with shutter drags and shit. That's, so that's I love that shit. I, I'm a huge fan of lighting. This is, that's like what I've been studying is mm-hmm. just lighting. I use off camera flash. Uh, I never put the flash on top of the camera. Yeah. So I got soft boxes and all yeah, that yeah. shit. I'll use those all the time for portraits. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I cannot shoot natural light. Really? I can I now, didn't, I didn't start that. Now I'll say this. I can I shoot the only cuz I haven't done any professional work yet. All the the natural lighting stuff is more architecture yeah. styling or uh or street shots. Yeah. Uh, street, yeah, yeah. street photography, right. whatever they whatever people label it. Um but in studio like if I'm doing portraits anything, I would much rather have controlled yeah. lighting. Yeah, myself. for sure. Yeah, for that. But but just going out and about I I like it and then even in clubs, but if I'm doing professional work, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. Professional work, like uh, 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 top or uh, what do you call it? Um, headshots, anything? Right. No, never. I would never use natural light. It'd be so difficult. Yeah, for and sure. Time wise, and trying to fucking direct a damn uh, uh, pose, pose somebody. Yeah. And catch the light right away. Fuck no. <laughs> so that's the difference. Uh, it's I know it's photography oh and work talk. No, I'm glad you let. I'm, no, I'm still trying to learn this. Nobody, nobody <laughs> ever picks my brain about photography. I love this shit. Well. All right. Well, that was it. Episode three in the books. Diggy Dutch, Chris, DJ Kick It. Yo, and we out. Diggy Dutch. We got, we got a, a announcement from the Arlie. producer over here. Raimundo? Uh, he's going to be our next guest at the cut session. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I forgot. I fucking forgot. The next cut. Is that the one in San Antonio? No. No, no. That's, When's the next one? I don't know. So we haven't actually booked the actual date, but. Um, but Diggy is going to be the next yeah. uh, guest at the cut session. You know, we've had guests in the past. Uh, Diggy is uh, preparing, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, sets. That's true. And, That'll be uh, a fun one. So yeah. He's going to have something ready for yeah. us. That'll be a real um, fun one. And oh, then, hell yeah. And afterwards, I'm going to battle him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. JK, JK, JK.
Uh, real quick, plugs. What you got going on this week? Anywhere oh, people can come out, check you out, and where can people follow you? Well, today's Monday, so it is the beginning of, well, beginning and end of my week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mon- uh, Monday nights, I'm always at Clive. On uh, you, Basically, you can find me all up and down Rainy Street mm. pretty much all the time, except for Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, I'm at Jackalope South, um, uh, South Shore. And then uh, Sunday uh, brunch, I'm at the at the proper hotel. But actually, speaking of, I just got a text um, about this Saturday. I will be, yep, this Saturday. They're giving me the big boy slot at Parlor Room, giving me ten to two nice. Saturday night. Hopefully, we have we have a fucking good night. So uh, it's always been it's always hit or miss on on rainy with with people out because yeah. the heat or the parking, all that shit. Yeah. So the heat. Fing, fingers crossed, the Saturday night that'll be dope. That'll be fun. So they, they they finally give me the stage and, and I'll get my lighting guy finally. So it'll be fucking. Where can people up. follow you? Uh, man, all social media, DJ Diggy Dutch. Um, yeah, spelt like it sounds. Oh, and Friday, I'm doing a guest set at Clyde Friday night with my buddy. Uh, what does he go by now? Oh, B, DJ Be Better. Used to be a Churaco. But, uh, oh, Churaco. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Be Better. I'll be doing a guest set with him. He has his lighting guy coming out. We're going to nice. get. Real dancey and uh, and uh, um, it'll be real real fun. Okay. It, it gets it's real fun when I play with him because it's so fucking. Sporadic. Make sure y'all check it out. Yeah, it'll uh, be good. Yeah. You got anything coming up? Um, the Q. Shout out to DJ Ammunition oh, down in San Antonio. Antonio. Is that? Yeah, is that? it's on the twenty fifth Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Um, yeah, he uh, he's bringing out Jay Espinosa. And uh, yeah, there's uh, I think there's quite a few. There's one other DJ from Austin. I think Crazy Mix is going, but there's it's a whole bunch of other uh, San Antonio locals. When is it? It's on Sunday. Uh, He starts at noon. I'm I I'm going in like at 1030 because I wasn't going to go. I had somebody trade days for me with me and I had to. Rhyming with dinner and oh, shit. Oh, I want to so. go so bad. I know. I've, been the, I've been to the queues. The queues and cool, Kay Sprinkles man. is going to be there too. Kay Sprinkles. Oh, so, yeah, we she's bring pretty her dope. On the show. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so funny. Yeah, she's pretty dope. Uh, cool. I, I'm actually going to talk to her over there and see if we can get her yeah. on here. Because that'd be cool. Uh, she's a very talented young lady. How old yeah. is she now? She's. I think she's 17. She's 17 now. Yeah, wow. she's 17. Because she started like at 12 or something. Like yeah. battling like at 12 yeah. or something. Yeah, so. That's super cool. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, man, what am I not doing? So I've got a last leg of Pride events. Miss uh, Entrepreneur. Man, oh, my God, it's been a ride. But uh, I got my last leg of uh, Pride events coming up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so oh, shout out no. to all my queer folks out here. But uh, we're doing it for the ladies Friday at Cedar Park. Uh, but we're doing... Um, that's like five uh, minutes from here. Yeah, we're going to be at the hot spot. Um, I'm going to be uh, DJing out there. Shout out to Lesbiton. They're putting on this uh, nonprofit show. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, I forgot what I'm doing Saturday. Uh, I have two events on Saturday, man. I got a brunch at Easy Tiger, <laughs> and then I've got a sorority private event that I'm DJing. Damn. Sunday is Sunday. Sunday is a big day for me. We've got Rock the Boat. Yep. We are at a new place at Wax Myrtle. So we're going to be putting it down there with Columbo, G-Nice. So it is sold out. Yeah. I'm happy to say it is sold out. However. New venue. However. Yes, we just got the okay to release 10 more tickets. Oh, there you go. Um, so by the time y'all hear this, unfortunately, the event might have already happened. But uh, yeah, we've got an opening for 10 more tickets. So we're going to try and sell those. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, man. DJ Kick It 17 on Instagram. There you go. Make sure you follow us, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And we are out. Peace. Bye. Don't listen. Nope. That one. Hey. Learn your buttons. Ooh, learn your buttons.
Oh my god. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Sounds like a trap beat. Uh-huh.